everybody be cool. You be cool. Welcome to another episode of Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I'm John Wayne. I am Christopher Triana. That's right, and we're back again. Hey, check out the record. Let's begin. Party on, party people. Um, episode man, five. Episode if you, five. And if you are still with us after the two hour and 40 minute uh, of, of last week, then we salute you. You are wow, still yeah. in while it's hot and cool like you're, you you're cool you're still yeah. cool now that was that was a bit much like we went really long in the last episode it was my birthday and we also got really fucked up uh and i actually had speak uh, for yourself sister uh well i got okay fine i got fucked up i i, I was a little tipsy i'll admit a little I bit was, I, was I was drinking four roses i think by the time we got to Ernest, i was shit-faced but i it's okay because we're talking about Ernest, and it kind of works and I and I and when I edited that episode and I was looking at the the just block of audio, we talked about Ernest P. Worrell longer than, I mean I was gonna say two men our age, but really any man of any age should <laughs> should ever talk about. You know, we were like it's like well over an hour is just about Ernest, just Ernest. and it's passionate Ernest speech. You got damn you know? right. You got damn right. Because you it's know, Ernest, like, it's in Ernest. You know, it, hey, you know, the importance of being earnest, you know, damn, none of us. We didn't come up with that one for for the titles last week. Shit. No, we didn't. But, you know, who did come up with it is Ernest's uh, nephew who wrote the book, The Importance of Being Earnest, The Life of Jim Varney. Damn it. Yep. Oh, that's why these ideas, they're in the ether. You've got to grab them, you know? It's Dude, like, you do. And, and, and you know me, man. I'm, I'm I, know, a, I do know you, man. I am a purse of worthless knowledge. Like, I know only, like, every episode, I'm like, here's another fact. Like, I barely know my multiplication tables, but I can tell you all sorts of things about Batman and Ernest and Tom Jones. Well, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Speaking yeah. of multiplication tables, did you ever, when you learned them when you were in school, did you ever have to take those 30-second uh, quizzes where it was like your your multiplication tables, like the ones and the twos and the threes, and they were all mixed up, like like one times two and one times three and one. I don't I don't know, and I don't know why we're talking about this. Oh, because you brought up multiplication, I thought. Yeah, but I think that was just like a passing thing. I think we can move on. I mean, this is how my brain works. <laughs> anyway, I I took those those tests. Um, multiplication table speaking of multiplication tables uh thanks again for everybody new that's joining the show we the numbers yeah. are going up uh subscribers they've, they've and, multiplied and we are very much uh, appreciative of it so welcome if you're new and thanks for checking us out and spreading the word yeah uh Chris, we love you. i think you had uh, what did you have some redactions you had to make or what do you call those kind of kind of yeah uh on the last episode we were talking about um getting older and and uh be and then i got into being old-fashioned and i said something and when i heard like at the playback i was like oh, i kind of said that wrong uh and i know people caught me out on it because i said like i don't like it when guys curse around women uh and i knew people called me out on it because i curse around women and other guys do and women curse too uh what i meant was 
I get uncomfortable when, like, say you're with a group of guys and, like, you're, you're saying some dirty stuff, some locker room talk. Oh, and, wow. like, and a woman walk, walk, walks by or walks in and, like, some guy, some idiot just keeps keeps talking in this foul-mouthed way. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it when guys, or women even, like are, are, like, talking really in a vulgar, filthy way when you just met them. You know, it's different when you're... When you know someone, when you're friends with a woman or something, you know, like, you, like it's a different thing when you use profanity. Uh, but when it's a stranger, particularly when it's a woman, I think it's in poor taste. And when I see a guy do it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, show some fucking class for Christ's sake, you know? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's like when it's kind of like when people are almost making a point of making you know how crass they're being. Uh, right. For right. the sake of it, like for whatever right. fucking reason, you know, like right. you, because who fucking knows? But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, like I need to fuck. Like, are you trying to impress me or something? Right. Are, you big, right. are you a big bad tough guy now? Right. Uh, right. You know. And I've even not really come into this in professional environments where I've had to, you know, tell people I'm like, you need to tone it down. Like a, a lady is present here. Like I, I don't hesitate to say that. My I'm like, there hero. Are, there, I, I do not hesitate <laughs> to say it. I'm like, there is a lady present. Show some class. You know. Uh, it bothers me. It does. And um, uh, the other thing I had said was uh, like we were like joking around about like like you were like, do you stand up every time a woman comes into the room? And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't actually do that because that's not really a thing anymore. And people would make fun of me. But I think the world went to hell when men stopped doing that personally. Just then? Well, shit. All right. I think that was the beginning of the end for for civilization. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And uh, and I still let women go first. I'm always insistent about that. Ladies first. Like, if you can't do that as a guy, you don't deserve to get laid ever. You are a generous lover. I've always said that about you. I never said I was that, but I let him go. <laughs> I, 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 go I said, I've said I've said that about you. I, I appreciate that. You're, you're a generous man. <laughs> okay. Uh, I did that. have one. I did have one other thing okay. to say about the last episode. This is really, really cool. I have to mention it. Uh, on the last episode, of course, we talked about the two Corys at length, uh, which which was a lot of fun, and many people, many fans wrote in to tell us again how we are the two Corys of the new millennium. The mailbag was was full. It was overflowing, busting at the seams. Yeah, it was like it was like that scene in. Uh, in that Christmas movie, mm -hmm. the courthouse with all the letters from Santa. Um, I think courthouse that was the Corys. I think that was bad Santa, but I don't know. I might be mistaken of what Christmas movie it was. Um, so we talked about license to drive and, yeah. and how like, it's the ultimate Corey movie. Cause it is. And mm -hmm. I mentioned how it's like hard to get on DVD now that it's, you know, out of print and like it sells for like a hundred bucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just today, uh, this this dude, uh, his name is Matthew Drinkwine. It's a good dude. The guy has been following me for years and years. I've never That's met a fucking hell of a name, man. Yeah, Drink yeah, wine? It's, it's a pretty badass name. Yeah. Does he live uh, up to the like? You know, is he like? I'm sure he's name? a slobbering drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> well, I mean, like, is he a sommelier or sommelier or whatever they call him? I don't, him? Know. I don't know. Like, Here's the thing. I've never actually met Matt in person. Uh, okay. We've just been internet no friends offense, for a long I'm time. Yeah. No, no, no. But like, we've been internet friends for a long time. The guy's been following me since back 
back since my like days when I was like blogging about horror movies and stuff. You know, when you were like, in Menudo before you got kicked out. Right, right. I did. I got kicked out for being uh being too stuck up and letting out uh, women go first. Oh come on, dude. We know you aged out just like everybody else. Oh man, big time, big time. Um. Uh. Yeah. So anyway, Matt reaches out to me. And and he's like and and here's the thing about Matt he has a really impressive collection he has a basement below a pizza parlor and it's com- like he's he's posted pictures of this before it's just fucking DVDs stacked to the ceiling in this basement it's crazy what, what pizza parlor is this well I don't want to say because you know I want to I want to respect his privacy oh uh, no okay because because Chris Jet and I John Wayne is dead play uh at this in denton at this pizza place called j and j's in the basement where they have bands play so it's i mean it's, i'm sure it's not the same place but i uh, well, didn't know I'm about sure other pizza is. places I mean, have you know, there's only so everywhere. many pizza there's only so many pizza places in the world. i'm sure that's that's where it is that's got to be it yeah it's got to be it's got to be yeah sorry <laughs> go <like>, ahead <laughs> it's like whenever i meet a gay man and i'm like oh my friend bill is gay you must know him <laughs> and i'll put an edit point right there um, yeah, yeah, let's edit that out. No, um, of course, I'm joking. It's just like ridiculous. Um, no, but anyway, so Matt, he uh, he messages me and he says, dude, I was digging. I dug for this through the pile in the basement and it's your birthday. I got this long before it spiked in price and I'm going to send it to you. And it's a picture of him holding the DVD of License to Drive. Whoa. Right? Right? So he sent you the picture of him holding the yeah, and, to drive. and he was like, I'm sending you this for your birthday, so you have it. Uh, you no, know, but I mean, but, that's what he sent you, the picture of him holding it? Like, ha-ha, no, go to hell, here's ha-ha. the picture. He was like, here it is, and it's yours. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I knew that. He I was wasn't joking. like, ha-ha. He was like, hey, check it out. I dug through my enormous pile of thousands of movies, found it, and I'm sending it to you for your birthday. That's awesome. No, I was, I was uh, joking that he sends you a picture of him holding it. Right. And you're like, oh shit. And he's like, yeah, I'm sending this to you. And then you get an envelope and it's just a, a picture it's just of the picture. The picture yeah. of him holding yeah. it. That yeah. License to drive in one hand and his dick in the yeah. other. <laughs> hey, drink wine if you want to do that. That's funny. You can have that. It's, it's pretty goddamn funny. Well, by the time this airs, he'll probably have already sent it to me. So jokes on you, Matt. No. Oh. <laughs> That's badass, dude. Um, I did pass. No, it, is. it was really I, sweet uh, of him. Yeah, shout, major shouts out to you, dude. Um, major shouts out. He's a good dude. I, I did think about uh, watching it because I passed I passed by it on Prime or something, looking through movies. It's on something yeah. that I have. And uh, I was like, oh, those Corys. Those mm-hmm. Corys, baby. <clears throat> but, um, you know, after after we had such a heated discussion, I had to kind of step away from the Corys for a while. I didn't call the Cory hotline even for a couple of weeks. So, well, you know, and you know think... how that I am with that. I don't think that was... Uh the most heated discussion. I think what we talked about last week when I started ranting at you about Soundgarden, I think that was a bit heated. And I think I, I went a little overboard and I do apologize to you and fans of Soundgarden. I get, I get, I get a little crazy sometimes, you know, my That's all right, dude. we all like what we like. It's not for you know, everybody. I am, I'm, I am very much the Walter to your dude. You're, you're lower laid back than me. And I tend to get like crazy. So, uh, Walter, they're gonna kill that poor woman. They're gonna kill that poor woman. Anyway, what woman, dude? Donnie, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I can get you a toe. 
so anyway, the, I do uh, have that tattooed on me. I know you got you do have you, some uh, of your tattoos the camera are for cool. YouTube people. Uh, yeah, I have Lebowski tattoo with the toe with polish. Yeah, um, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty nice, like that one. And I, I think my favorite of yours is the Millhouse one, though, because it has a good story behind. Do you, do you want to tell that story real quick before we get to our topics? Because I think it's a, a cool story of of the you and your buddy. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. This is, it, I mean, it really folds nicely into this because um, I, I, I also if if you just have listened to this podcast, maybe you're new to us. I also have another podcast by myself called John Wayne Lied to You, where I tell stories. So I have an elongated version, if you will, of this story on that podcast. If you want to check okay, it out, okay, it comes out every Monday. I'm just plugging myself because I was like, yeah, let's get it in there. No, but oh, yeah, uh, no, do it, do it. <laughs> but uh, okay, so I I mentioned this before. I play in a, a punk rock band with a my very good friend Chris Jett, who also spells his name with a K. So what? that's why I, I, I tried Whoa, to bring on. this up on the hold podcast on. before, and I think you just blew right by it, uh, or something happened. I'm not sure. No, I was talking to somebody else about it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm so, hurt. I'm hurt. So we were out, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like way back before we were in, even in a band together, we worked at a Starbucks together. And uh, when I was married to my ex wife, we like had this apartment down downtown it doesn't matter so shout out ex-wife shout out so she was out of town and chris was uh, i was like hey man come down let's hang out and it was like our first time like to really just hang out with each other we just we hung out at work all the time you know but uh this was our first time to you know get dressed up and go out no it was just to meet and go drinking and we just started going bar hopping we went to this old bar that that closed down this country bar fucking called the yellow rose in houston that was like historic uh we drank whiskey there and uh pbrs and then we went to like this other place called uh uh fuck i forget what it's called anyway we were there at this bar on uh fat cats on no it doesn't matter on westheimer and we're watching the simpsons are on this little fucking tv up there and chris and i are sitting there drinking beer and i was like man if i got a millhouse a simpsons tattoo i would get millhouse because he's like you know the unsung hero and shit and chris just like finishes his beer (laughs) slams his hands on the bar and he's like let's get millhouse tattoos (laughs) check please and uh, we basically just walked like two doors down to the tattoo shop that was there we knew this guy that was working there his name was sam and we were just like hey man we want to get uh you you feel like doing a couple millhouse tattoos and he was like i'm sorry and we were like, a couple of house tattoos. And he was like, come back in an hour. You're on. Like, it was like a hundred bucks. Like, it was super cheap. But we yeah. were in that tattoo parlor for until well after 4 a.m. Oh just getting God. tattooed. And we got like, we each got Millhouse, a different Millhouse. So mine, yeah, yeah, show the camera. camera. And it's, it, the banner says Thrill House. Yes. Uh, it's he's so like, good. dropped his, uh, squishy and the, the quote is referencing of course the bo- uh, bone storm is that what it bone is storm. yeah that's right yeah. yeah he puts in his name and uh, i did have a very debate with myself whether i to do thrill ho or thrill house because in the show he only gets as much as many letters yeah, in there's only, he's limited ho. to how many letters he can put in the game yeah and uh i'm very respectful of people when they ask about that and and they're like did you think about doing thrill ho you know and i'm like mm-hmm. yes i did but yeah. i did i went I with you made the house. right choice yeah, I just wanted it to be complete because I feel like Milhouse would he would have wanted his whole name to be in the video, sure. you know, so I wanted to honor him in that way. And then Chris is is Milhouse in his like white suit when Bart yeah. was evangelist and his hands are up in the air and he's got the banner that's above and below and it says bury me at Makeout Creek. Yes, which is one of my favorite Milhouse lines of all time. Dude, I love and- that. 
it was awesome. So that's like, dude, our wives, uh, as my wife at the time and his wife gave us a rash of shit about having really? getting matching tattoos. She, what? his wife, his wife was really just kind of joking. My ex-wife was really mad um, about, she was not happy. She was like, how fucking irresponsible of you. What were you doing? I can't, you know, I was, it was anyway, we're divorced, but Wait, uh, what the hell? She, why? Like, did, didn't you already have tattoos at that point? I did, but she was like, you always think out, why would you just go get something? Anyway, t- t- we don't have to get into that. That's we'll yeah, have, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. we'll have a divorce podcast. Uh, oh, let's not please. Yeah. Let's not do that. We'll put that's that on our released, uh, unreleased files. But yeah, people, then started people just started making fun of us or giving us shit for having matching tattoos. Yeah. Not match at all. Fuck but, those people. I think that's really cool that you guys did that. It's like a funny bonding thing, and they don't totally match. They're just both Millhouse. I think that's a great story. I, I think it's awesome. No, it is awesome. And there's other like there was other adventures around that that I you know I'm not going to go into here mm-hmm. that happened that that's I mean that's why we were out till 4 30 right. in the morning getting tested. well you don't you don't need to go into it here because no. all of our listeners can hear it at john wayne is dead.com and uh, uh, the show is called john wayne lied to you that's right thank you but You're since welcome. then chris and i have gotten two more tattoos that do match Okay, so, now you're getting a little little excessive. Now it's getting creepy. Well, they were tour tattoos. We were on tour, so we just like I have good stories about those too. But anyway, yeah, I digress. Okay, so before this becomes another four hour episode, shall we? I thought, get it, it to... were, I thought we were blocked off for six. <laughs> we have a meal break scheduled for eight thirty, and then uh, <laughs> we have intermission. <laughs> yeah, potty breaks. We were gonna time. play. Uh, royal gold or whatever oh that's another thing since since i saw you last i watched um good bad and the ugly with nick p when he came over because we we're talking about what's his name that died i can't I remember thought you, i thought you told me that you like you watched that a few weeks back no we watched um fistful of dollars i thought oh, okay okay good, okay like nick because yeah, right. i was like nick didn't we watch the good the bad and the ugly and he was like uh well I started it that night, and then I think when you got up to go to the bathroom, I went ahead and just put on Fistful of Dollars because it's a little bit shorter. And I was yeah. like, oh, and okay. It's the first, and it's the first one. But no, we you sat. Know, you, can, you can watch those out of order, though. Yeah, yeah. But we sat. We watched it the other night, um, and it was awesome. And the music. And I actually uh, thought of you this week, and I, was, I pulled up already, uh, uh, you know, those, the soundtrack to Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and I was writing yeah. to that uh, yesterday, and I was like you know jerking it with one hand thinking of you dude, and typing yeah. and uh listening to that it's so good dude like I, I mentioned it on the show uh, the ecstasy of gold is one of my favorite that's, tracks yeah, I, that's the one. Oh my ecstasy. god it's so intense so powerful yeah uh I, I mentioned before i'm working on a horror western right now and i've been listening to uh morricone's uh spaghetti western scores a lot while writing it um but anywho uh that kind of leads us into our next thing because my horror western does involve werewolves. Yeah, Whoa, you hear that crack of those knuckles right there <laughs> that he did, dude. He's he's ready. He's he's come prepared for this debate. Uh, for for those listening, uh, John Wayne and I, uh, as you, if you've heard the show before, we like to debate things uh, and sometimes yell at each other. <laughs> I mean, I, it's a discussion. It We're is. Passionate. I think this, We're I think passionate this at times. We are. I think this one will be more a friendly debate, though, because I think we'll see. all we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, motherfucker. Um, uh, but no, I think the, the, the two things we're going to debate today, we both like. 
Yeah. It's just you like one more than the other, and I like the other one more than the other. And another way to look at that is one of them is better than the other one. Oh, see, he's already getting pissy. He's already asking for it, folks. He's already asking for it. So that brings us to our first topic, which is... One, two, three, four! Vampires versus werewolves. <laughs> like you just like hissed there. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. I like it. So, so I mean, you know, like we said, you're you're uh, you're what they would call a team Jacob, um, which is. Uh... <laughs> yes, I mean, look, hey, look right here. You're playing. You're debating the side of the werewolves. Clearly, you yeah, you've been prepared. Button shops. I mean, if that doesn't say werewolf. I mean, what does? And uh, I, of course, am very pale and very sexy. Uh, and, and you sit w- in a room of darkness full of pentagrams. Yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much uh, where uh, some vampire uh, shit right there that'll take a werewolf. Uh, it's sexy. Storm. It's sexy. It's very it's sexy. sexy. And, and so and vampires are sexier than werewolves. Okay, Big well, let's, I was going to say, so we're we're not like gonna do some annotated history of fucking vampires and werewolves no i think everyone at least i'm not i just want to say yeah we're gonna talk about a lot of like i think probably touchstones for at least i am for myself as far as vampires are concerned sure sure. and bring up some you know that kind of history and and then i have like a you know just a many a reason why vampires are way better than werewolves so we can you know sure that but and um, i have many reasons uh for the opposite of that okay well We'll see. Uh, my hat's off to you. I do want to say, uh, I want to start this off by saying one thing. Um, I love you. No, I do. But <laughs> this goes back. So when I was in fifth grade, um, I was in the advanced placement or whatever, and it was called tier four back then. And sure. we had to do this. Uh, that's right. We had to do this project. Like it was our big yearly project called an iSearch project, which is like an independent research project. Which included, like, you had to have uh, um, an essay written about your topic and citing and do this. And then you had to present to the class your thing. So when the time came for us to do ours, I was like, I don't fuck I want to do, man. Like, this sucks. And um, I want, you had to get it approved by the teacher. And my, my one buddy, um, he, he was, like, looking at the vampire Dracula book in the library. I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna do mine on vampires. And I was like, What? You can do that? Like, I just asked her, she said it was cool. And I was like, Fuck, can I do it too? <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it was like, Yeah, let's both do it. And so we went and asked her, like, we were all, like excited, we're gonna do it together, but we're gonna cover vampires differently. But like two days later, he was decided to do it his own monster trucks or something. So I I got to take over vampires. Nice. So mine uh, you know, it had as much information as a fifth grader could dig up pre-internet mm-hmm. uh, not a lot of not you know access to shit i referenced right. uh, a classic film my best friend is a vampire filmed right here in houston texas where i'm currently sitting uh at you know for the the whole day walker type of um, argument because that he he's like walks around in the day and drinks pig blood and all this crazy mm-hmm. shit so i i saw that and i came dressed uh, I went out of the room and I put on a cape. Oh, thank God. This is and, great. Uh, 
came in and I did this whole presentation. And at the end, I, I you know, I'm talking about, so you never know about the vampires are here. That's why I carry the American wooden stake. And I pulled this wooden stake that I had sharpened out my like belt. And I wrote on it like American wooden stake, like American Express and drew the little head on it. So, cause those commercials were like, you know, never leave home. And I was like, yeah, never yeah. leave home without it. I was mocking that. And like, that's how I ended it. Mm. Standing ovation. Yeah. Carried, yeah. Those fifth graders carried me out on there. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they did. And I love that you're a 40 year old man, um, like retelling your glory days in fifth grade. Damn. You know, you, hey, peaked, really... you peaked at age 11, baby. And I haven't looked back since. <laughs> No, but I'm just trying to say I'm not some no, to come lately to this vampire party, my friend. Um, I so I did. The, you know, no, so nor am I. Nor am I. I liked. I've loved horror and Halloween since I was a kid. That's always been a big thing with me. In fact, when I was young, uh, I had the Remco. I had the Remco figurines that came out with the Universal Monsters. Uh, and they were figurines of Dracula, Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I had those as a kid, and they were my favorite toys. Yeah. You know, and, and I read the Crestwood Monster Series books, the, the ones with the orange spines that were had the black and white pictures from the Universal Monsters. And they basically just told the stories. Mm -hmm. Those favorites. I actually have some of those in my library. I did uh, check but, those uh, out from check those out from our Harris County Public Library. Yeah, over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah, you know what I'm talking like, about. Like, you yeah, know, it just, it just it was just pictures and told the story of the fucking yeah. movie. Yeah, they were they're um, amazing. They were so good. Very, they were very very cool. I still, like I said, I I managed to hunt down a couple. Actually, I take that back. My ex wife managed to hunt down a couple of them for me as a Christmas. Uh, shout out ex wife. She managed to find some uh, for me. She again, I so I have the blob. I have Frankenstein meets Wolfman, and I have my personal favorite creature from the Black Lagoon. I was going to say that was one. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, very cool. But so how, how do you want to do on. this? How, I mean, how do we start this? Where, where do we jump off from, Chris? Yeah, it's a good, that's a good question. Um, you know, I tried to break the ice with my fifth grade story. You really took the fucking wind out of my sails there, so I'll just leave it to I, you. I don't think I did. I'm I just think, joking. But, I can, joking. but I, can tell you, I can tell you a quick, uh, a quick funny thing uh, about my own thing with vampires. I also like vampires, not as much as you, but I like vampires a lot. Uh, and uh, here's a funny story. From my youth, I was a little bit older than you. Well, actually, a lot. I was like 16. Uh and my girlfriend at the time, uh, like she was really, really rebelling uh, and like really wanted to like drive her parents crazy as they do at that age. Nice. And so what better way than to date me? Uh, I was <laughs> I was really <laughs> the, I was wrong side of the tracks, town bad boy at the time. And I lived the right wrong around... side of the tracks, you say. I, what was yes. the right side? The side where the good people were. Uh, the wrong side oh. was where the bad people were. I oh, was, uh, I was, you know, I was um, a bad kid, a bad seed. You were a bad seed, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I would, I would like. I remember I was, <laughs> I was saying that with her, and I let her borrow uh, my morbid angel, blessed are the sick tape, and her oh. mom got a hold of it and like read the lyrics. And, and was just like mortified because for those who don't know, like they're, they're a super satanic band. Yeah. Uh, anyway, her, her mom uh, at like, some mom. point was, was, reading, uh, was reading Dracula, you know, the original uh, Bram Stoker masterpiece. 
And she told uh, Kim was her name. She she told Kim uh, that like she had a, a nightmare after like while she was reading it of me as a vampire coming to to like get her. Right? That's not a nightmare, my friend. That's <laughs> yeah. called a sex dream. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. I did think you ever? Right. So did you ever end up asking her mom out or anything? Or did you like? No, she was she's still true. married, or she what's was the a deal? shrew. No, I wasn't uh, into it. I wasn't into it. Um, I was in taming of the shrew. Did you know that? Of course, I knew that. Yeah. Okay. Was Who's that also in fifth grade when you no. were like your your heyday? No, that was in ninth grade. I was Hortensio. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I, I don't know. Let's uh, let's let's kind of go back and forth, I guess, and compare the two. I'm thinking, like, we can like talk about movies. We can talk about books. Uh, yeah, like I, you I, said, maybe we don't get into the whole history, like, of them because it's a long history for both. But I, I think everyone knows, like, a lot about both already. So yeah, and I have some like just touchstones for books and movies. As do I wrote I. down and notes on that. As um, do I. Yeah. As do I. And their impacts on us, you know, as writers and yeah, uh, and so forth. Yeah. So I mean, I just told that stupid story about being in fifth grade. So tell you know, I'll relent the floor to you. Oh well, I just told the story about. Um, oh, you did. That's goddamn right. <laughs> no. You gotta just smoke some more weed. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, well, well, no, I you know I read Dracula in school as part of like my um uh like communications class you know in like junior high we read dracula we read an abridged version of it but i did read it and and enjoyed it uh immensely um but we're talking you're talking werewolves buddy i am uh so let's ask let's 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 start with this why we like one or the other better you want to start with that Okay. I can say that I like werewolves better because I think they're more frightening and not so much just for their victims, but for the person who's afflicted with the curse themselves. Vampires are the undead and, you know, that kind of sucks for them, but they have more control over what they're doing, at least traditionally. I mean, there's all different strains of vampires, all different strains of werewolves, obviously, but traditionally... Uh, they're they're in control of themselves. Now, they're still driven to drink blood and all that, but they're, they're conscious of what they're doing. Werewolves, you're kind of a slave to your, to your, your curse, kind of like being the Hulk, where it's like, you know, oh, here's this full moon, I'm going to turn into this monster, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rape and murder people, and there's nothing I can do about it. So that, that's kind of frightening, the total losing control of oneself. So I really like that, and I also think werewolves are more... Uh, I like that how animalistic they are and that it like relates to nature and, and like, you know, the animals and man's uh, man's existence on this earth as an animal. That's just slightly more elevated intellectually. I really like all of that. Um, Mm. Why do you like vampires better? I mean, it almost sounds like you made my case for me, but (laughs) I uh, vampires. First of all, uh, vampires are fucking sexy um, they live forever. Mm-hmm. They don't have to have this painful, painful uh, perce- like a transformation thing. Right. They, they do transform at their own will into things. Um, but it's like, poof, you know. Also, right. you know, they could glamour people into doing whatever the fuck they want them to do. Uh, so it's like 
working smarter, not harder. Like a werewolf will use all its brute force, and a vampire can like just kind of wave its hand and get what it what it wants. Well, well, like a vampire always look cool, man. They're just they cool. I think I think we're arguing different things here, though. Like, Aren't we, what it, are we, I thought you said say what we like about it. No, 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 no. We we are. But what I'm what let me say this. Where I think we're arguing different things is, um, like, if if I were to choose what I would want to be, I would rather be a vampire because of all the things that you just listed. Oh, man, you had me but, going in on this like we were trying to decide who was going to live, the vampires but, or the werewolves. But let me finish here. <laughs> okay. If, like, this is where we're arguing two different things. I would I would say, like, if I had to pick which one be, I would probably be... A vampire, unless I could be conscious and control myself as a werewolf, then I'd want to be a werewolf. But what I was saying is that as far as telling a horror story goes, I think werewolves are better. I think werewolves are more interesting, more intense, more uh, frightening than vampires are. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a, also like, um, shit, that's like, a, you know. Your opinion, man, as the dude would say. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. You know, and that, I mean, it, you're not, you're not wrong, but. Uh, I never am. You're just an asshole. Um, <laughs> I always am. You're not wrong, um, but you. I'm just, in, uh, just say it again. Ah, shit. Um, <laughs> I lost it. Fuck. I don't okay, know what well, let, let's, about anymore. But. Uh, well, let's. Uh... Well, let's get into it. Let's get. Oh, into oh, oh, no, let's... no. It's a matter matter of like perception as far as the story can be. Yeah. I mean, saying it's more terrifying to be a to to have a werewolf story. I mean, I think you can have just as terrifying a story, vampire wise, especially how you choose to write it. Well, um, yes, but here's the problem with vampires. Uh, in our problem, in in our in our horror culture. They have there's there's two issues I think one is oversaturation, uh, I think that they've been really really done to death, and also the there's been the pussification of vampires with Twilight and other things like that. And I know Twilight had werewolves eventually too, but like there's been this romanticizing of vampires where these oh I'm this tragic being and I wish I could watch a sunset again and this kind of like like limp limp kind of uh horror limp dick uh limp dick horror right vampire stories yes i hate werewolves have not had that problem werewolves haven't been uh haven't been uh held hostage by goths and emos and stuff the way vampires have true i do hate the uh reluctant vampire trope Mm -hmm. i do not like the Oh, woe is me. I cannot harm another human. Right, How can right. I do this? I, I, I can't stand it. I hate it. You know, I mean, and like that, that was good. Like the first time it was done, like that was an interesting thing. But to do it constantly. No, it's really, yeah, it's really. And plus, it just makes me mad, you know, and it probably was, you know, the one of the main thing examples of that would be like interview with a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yes. God, the, the movie. Right. So. Yeah. I and I read a bunch of those books, which we can talk about books too. But they're all through like Lestat's eyes, and he was right. not reluctant vampire. He no, like he was the bad guy. Fucking yeah. killed people all the time. He and was that's scary what you, ass. It's a vampire. Cruise. Like you should have no like 
whenever I think that if you become a vampire, something just should just clicks off in you where you have right. no connection to your humanity like that. Totally, you're like, totally. You're a different animal now. It's just yeah. yeah and yeah. and you just you're like, man, I got all these sexy powers. I'm gonna drink some blood. <laughs> I'm gonna fly around and shit. And I'm gonna make yeah, the best yeah. of this, you know. Yeah. You know, I, werewolves, I, it's like you're running around. There's a lot of hair involved. I'm sure you ruin <laughs> way more clothes than vampires. Well, do. definitely. But so, both of them have a sexuality to them. Uh, vampires are more like, pardon me, too much whiskey. <laughs> oh, God. Baby. Both of them have a sexuality to them because vampires have like the more suave, seductive... Um, uh, approach to sexuality and they um but they still have that kind of like domination where like they not so much trick but like seduce under false pretenses and lure their victims in werewolves are more animalistic it's like not i, I mean I, I hesitate to say sexual because it's almost it's more of like a, a rape thing it's like this it's more of a horror uh, element of of their sexuality, where they just take and destroy, which is why I think they they they're a scarier. Uh, one of the reasons I think they're a scarier creature. You're talking about werewolves fucking people. Well, here's the thing: if a vampire if a vampire fucks someone, he's going to drink their blood. He or she is going to drink their blood and turn them into a vampire. If a werewolf fucks someone. It's usually them raping them and then eating them. <laughs> like that's that's the end of your fucking life. You know, nothing sexy. Scarier, scarier. No, I'm not saying sexy. I'm talking about just the sexuality. No, like like of course rape isn't sexy. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the the both monsters have their own approach to sexuality. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that either. Um, you know, it's just. Uh... Like I like you like we said, it's just like a way you look at it. You know, yeah. I, I personally I wanna avoid that whole hornet's nest altogether. Unless <laughs> unless you're a teen wolf, unless you're Michael J. Fox coming out on the on the stage and you're saying, Burn the fields and when yeah. you're done with that, burn the rest I'm, of them. I'm gonna get to Teen Wolf too, baby. Uh oh, and Teen Wolf too as well, you know. Yep. Yep. Justin Bateman mm -hmm. when we all fell in love with him. And uh It's Jason. Yeah, what did I say? Justin. His sister is Justine. Justine. That's why, yeah. yeah. If they were Justin and Justine, that would be family really, ties. Really that would sick. be awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah. Well, well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about you know, like we both had kind of like our introduction to to them with like the books we talked about and other things. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about them. I have a list of awesome movies that I love with werewolves. Now I'll have you know, I also wrote down vampire movies that i really love and werewolf movies far exceeded the vampire movies what on your list yeah i have way more did werewolf have, movies that i love did you write were do you have a couple doubles on there did, did you accidentally um, write the same one a few times no check that no. no oh i thought you i thought you meant like did i have some where they've had both werewolves and vampires and and i i don't you gotta be, um, you gotta be quicker on these jokes dude we, you know well, you my mom my mom's gonna be so upset you gotta be funnier <laughs> that's the problem is that you know? is, is that <laughs> problem that's the problem all right well okay so i'm you uh, you have a list of vampire movies i'm sure i have a list right? yes all right so things all right uh ooh, ooh, here's a way we could do it 
I could say the name of a cool werewolf movie, and you could retaliate with the name of a cool vampire movie, and then I could come back with a werewolf movie, and so on. Or you could go through your list, and I can go through mine. I... Man, I kind of wrote down uh, more of like a, a kind of a summary, sweeping, sweeping history of the of the Dracula movies that through time. Well, let's uh, get to that then. Let's talk. But there about are that. other ones. I mean, that I just uh, would have to think a little bit more. Well, uh, let's let's probably, start. With... I probably could. Uh, yeah, let's do those separately. Like just cool ones, fire them off. But uh, oh, sure, have to, sure. But these ones, I wanted to talk about, like the history. Go for it, dude. Go for it. Of things like. But I, I will, uh, I will like chime in, because I also like the Dracula movies. Yeah, that's fine. And I'm not even doing a lot of them, but like the ones that, like, of course, uh, Nosferatu. Right. Um, that's awesome. Shouts out, Max Shrek. Max Shrek. Uh, I have the fucking Count Orlock glow in the dark fucking figure over here on the shelf. I meant to grab it so I could show. Nice. Him. I'll grab it nice. later. Um, but that's cool. Pretty much a rip off of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, sure, sure. In a, I don't know if it was a rip off though. I think it was more just like inspired by, and they like, you know, this is this is the era of the silent film, and and they they were just trying things out as far as films go. Yeah. Well, the family sued them, and they oh. had to destroy uh, many copies of the movie, so only oh. a few uh, made it, and so. Well, if they didn't give any moolah to the family, then I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then like you know, another the next maybe the big one I say like you know we have the nineteen thirty one Dracula. We get oh, Bella Lugosi a national. Oh Dracula, yeah, baby. Um, off of that, and you know we get those eyes. We get uh, we get Dracula, and you know that's yeah, dude, that's yeah. Dracula. That's whatever you know you look to. Um, and then, and we, get that, and we get that accent too, that kind of like, you know, like that, yeah, like that Hungarian, where, accent you know, and then, we, yeah. and thank goodness we got the count from that. So, <laughs> right, right. Yep. Uh, uh, one, uh, uh, two, uh, uh, Hey, hey, go uh, back to your own country. Whoa. I have, uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, I had this record that had a bunch of Sesame Street songs on it. And the count had a song, uh, yeah. about, uh, how if he knew you were coming, he would bake a cake and, uh, and eat you and say like Wong, <laughs> it was funny. Anyway, um, sounds hilarious. So and then after that, you know, I I jumped to the Hammer Dracula series where you get Christopher Lee, yeah. uh, Peter Cushing, all that you know portrayal of Dracula, like in the British portrayal. And then uh, man, I meant to put this my uh, shirt on, but I couldn't find it. My Blackula shirt. Shouts out Blackula, and and then oh, Scream, yeah. Blackula Scream. Just come out 1972, 73. Uh, with William Marshall just in succession, like right there. Uh, those are like touchstones. And then I go right to my personal favorite from Dusk Till Dawn, 1996. Yeah. Uh, Robert Rodriguez film, Quentin Tarantino, your favorite, George Clooney, Harvey Keitel, Michael Parks, the list goes on. And then uh, I I really like the movie What We Do in the Shadows uh, that came out in 2014. And the television show that is on yeah, FX right yeah. now is probably one of the funniest fucking things that I've seen in a long time. And I champion that show. This is not branded content mm. unless, you know, they want to. I've been out. meaning to check but that out because I've heard it, great things. I haven't watched it yet. I've been meaning to check it out. I really like it. And, and it's, you know, it's a different, uh, you know, it's funny, funny vampire shit, but they're also not reluctant vampires. They're like just right. people. It's really fucking cool the way it's framed and it's very well written and funny well what's um 
here's a question. What's your favorite vampire movie? Is it uh, Once Bitten with Jim Carrey, or is it Dracula Dead and Loving It with Leslie Nielsen? It's from Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> That's my favorite vampire movie. Well, Just I thought like... that those two were like considered the best, so you had to pick one of those, but okay. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not from dust till dawn. From dust till dawn is okay. It's not my favorite vampire movie, though. Would you like to know what my favorite vampire movie is? Yeah, but first of all, let me say that when that movie came out, I truly did not know it was a vampire movie. I did see it, just yeah. thinking like, like we, my friend and I, the Monsignor shouts out, went to the movies just because Quentin Tarantino, you know, Pulp Fiction had come out, right, all this, right. uh, you know, we knew Desperado, which was a Robert Rodriguez right, movie. Right. And we were just so like, they were Robert, both very hot at the time. It, and yeah. we were just like, well, you can't miss. Let's go watch that. And it starts mm -hmm. off. I mean, no, fuck you. If you haven't seen this movie before, it, you know, it's, it starts off as one very different thing, like a bank robbery type of fucking or a robbery right, right. chase movie. And all of a sudden, out of goddamn nowhere, becomes a vampire movie right. that just captured my imagination. Where I was looking around, like, what the? F this, is this right? What is happening? It really, yeah, really yeah. Uh, was cool. Like I was like, Holy yeah, it shit, is. It is dude. a cool twist to it. Like, like they really, particularly because both of those guys at the time were not only very hot, but were were making crime shoot 'em up films and very cool. Yeah, they, but they were they were making like these gangster movies, and so it was kind of neat how like they 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 deceived the audience like by, by like their preconceived notions of what movies they did, and then halfway it's like halfway through uh, yeah. where they finally get to the vampires, um, and and I and it's also that's a, a vampire movie where they're full on vampires. They're not reluctant. They're not remorseful. They're, they're just vicious they're killers. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know that those are kind of like a. I don't even know, like a different kind of vampire or something. Well, I, I think it can exist on the same world as the other sexy vampires, mm. uh, but I don't know that that, to, that vampire. Me, but like they like Selma Hayek. Come on, right? Well, I mean, there's a sexy vampire for you. They got but to be to sexy me, in their human forms, you know. But yeah, but to me, like the vamp, the like the full vampires that they become. That's what I like my vampires to be. I like them to be monstrous, undead blood drinking monsters i like that a lot that's a vampire to me okay personally so i really like that that aspect of the film uh but dun, 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 not one of my favorite vampire movies i like it i don't yeah. love it the way yeah. you do uh, that's cool um it another is, great I know, I know another great thing about that movie that i really do enjoy is tito and tarantula is in the movie, the band. Um, right. They play the band in the, the thing. They contribute a lot to right. the soundtrack. And the soundtrack to From Dust Till Dawn is one of my personal favorite soundtracks in the movie. I had that CD and probably wore it out yeah. uh, listening to it over and over again. Just awesome songs. And I got to see Tito and Tarantula in Houston several years ago when they played uh, After Dark. He kept bringing ladies up on stage uh and they along they like did a whole like long version did they, they just kill them and drink their blood no dude they were just everyone was dancing and having a good time well, we might have all drank like x or something i'm not sure but like they pulled every they were just <laughs> dancing and the guy like the fucking lead guitar player was just striking poses and doing solos like when the solos are down Walking, walking through the door. You know, like it was fucking awesome. So that is also nice. Cool. nice. The soundtrack to From Dust Till Dawn is badass. 
also it has a lot of cool sound bites from that movie because there's some badass yeah, lines in yeah. that movie. So go go ahead, continue. Yeah, your honor. It's it's all right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, no, no, it's it's a fun movie. I haven't seen that in a very long time. Um, but uh, my personal favorite vampire movie, and I do have a lot of them that I really like, uh, is um, but my my absolute favorite one is uh, Fright Night, the original from the eighties. I love that's Fright a, Night. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you talk got about Mar- like a, Marcy Darcy in it. We got Marcy Darcy. But you talk about a uh, a vampire like who's not reluctant, who's totally like sexy, totally a seductor, and it has that kind of Dracula homage in the sense that he he falls in love with Amanda Barris, uh, you know, because she looks so much like his princess from a hundred years ago or some shit. Yeah. Um, but I really like it because like it, it has this this really cool uh, like you know like the, the the teenage boy who's across the street seeing this and. Like it, it, it has this great fear uh, factor to it, where he's watching and he's seeing what's going on, and of course, no one believes him. Uh, and then, what makes it extra cool is I love that he hunts down uh, this vampire slayer from TV. He's like he's like a guy who is a vampire hunter in old Hammer films. Yeah, uh, played by Roddy McDowell, and. I love that idea. Like, you imagine, like, if it was real life and you were, like, this kid and there's this vampire next door and you're like, I better get Vincent Price, you know, or something, you know? I literally yeah. like that a lot, and I really love that movie. I think it's fun, and I think it has a, it's scary. I think it holds up well. Uh, I really love Fright Night, personally. I, I don't think I, I saw the remake of that, did you? God, no. Why would I? I don't know. Fuck that. No, I okay, just, fuck it. the original. Now, do you, you like Fright Night? Yeah, I do. I do like Fright Night a lot. Okay, good. Um, I just didn't... you know, otherwise this would have been a big, much bigger fight, a much bigger problem. I, I do. I have a bunch of silly ones too that I like. Like I do really do like My Best Friend Is a Vampire. I think that's mm. fun. Yeah. Um, plus, it was filmed in Houston, like I said. Um, you know. But that's it. That's that's what I say. Yeah. What do, yeah. What do you say? There are a couple a couple of movies. Uh, you, you're talking film. more about vampire movies than werewolf movies. Too. Well, I thought I thought we would do like get to this and then we'll get to mine. You know. Oh, oh, okay, okay, we're doing. Do that. you want me to just immediately assault you with how many better vamp uh, werewolf movies there are than vampire movies? You've named you've named like three uh, vampire right. movies that are good. What what other vampire movies are good? I was trying to help you with Fright Night. Oh, like um. Well, but like recently, uh, I saw the, the Stakeland, Stakeland one and two. Um, those were cool. Uh, I don't know, man. All of them. Dust till dawn. There you go. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, that you're really adding to the list. Oh, Dust till dawn. So you like one vampire movie so much that vampires are better. The than Lost Marvel. Boys. We discussed that on another we did. episode. Lost Boys Very is a much. Good one. Lost Boys is a good one. That one. I'll give you Lost Boys for sure. Bush show. How do you feel about John Carpenter's Vampires? Oh, I have that as the book that I was going to talk about because I read that uh, as well. I didn't I know like, that was a book. I didn't it was know that. book first, and it's hmm. Vampire's Money Sign for the S. Ah, I see. Yeah, and the guy's name who wrote it, John Stakely. Oh, that's, not, that's hilarious. It's not made up, people. But That movie, yeah. that movie I, I haven't read the book. Have you read it? Yeah, you did. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was. I have it on my list of books. That's what I was gonna. Okay. Kinda, I guess we'll get to the, yeah, we'll that. Get to the but, book. But yeah. no, we can talk about it now. It was. Uh, sure. I liked that movie. I thought it was cool how 
uh, I mean, it's too, it's too bad, like, James Woods is a huge piece of shit, but, uh, <laughs> like, how they, you know, attack from the beginning where they are shooting the vampires uh, with stakes attached to mm-hmm. a cable Cross that's bows. attached to yeah, a yeah. fucking winch, and they pull them out into the sun. I yeah, was, yeah. I thought that was really cool. That oh, from yeah, 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 I saw really that, cool. yeah, and yeah. that was, I thought that was really cool. And then... And then you're just kind of left to like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? Because they're just partying. And then when the vampire comes in and just fucking kills them all and is like slicing people in half, it's cool. Now, the book is – the book's a little different. It's not really that great. It's not really my favorite um, type of thing, but um, it – it's cool, I guess, in its own way. But they break the rules too much. They play play too much with – because they're staking the vampires in this book through the heart, like, yeah. and and they're still alive and like right and coming and attacking and shit. Yeah, take yeah, like a that's... long ass time, and there, there's like several weird situations with that where I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense. And then it, it takes them a long time to burn when they get them out into the sun. Like they try to climb back, and it's not like an instant like. Shh. Right. Right. Very, very not cool. Uh, I didn't like. Uh, yeah, I didn't like. Kind of. I'm not uh, crazy about that either. But I mean, I guess everyone does things a little differently when they're telling a story. But, uh, but as far as I, I haven't read the book, but as far as the movie goes, uh, you mentioned James Woods, and I know you don't like him. Um, I think he's an okay actor and everything, but I thought he was a poor choice for that particular role. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't pull off the badass at all. No. If that had been another John Carpenter staple, like. Uh, Kurt Russell or Roddy Piper, it would have been better. Absolutely. Because even the character in the book that he plays, in the book, he's so huge and imposing. Right. And that's the main thing of his characters. Everything is big about this guy. But he, he hurts. But he hurts so bad inside. Like if he, That is a huge thing. And James Woods is just kind of like a pipsqueak. Like, right. hey, but I, let's go. Yeah. I got the I got one of the fat Baldwin's with me. Let's shoot some arrows. You know? They got the fat Baldwin. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it, it just it just didn't work. Like he's just totally not believable as this badass, and like the character should be a big buff dude because he's dealing with fucking vampires. He's got to fight them. So yeah. you know, yeah, it just it just didn't work. Uh, and it's one of Carpenter's lesser films, but definitely not his worst. No. Um, I, here's I, another uh, going van- back. It doesn't hold up. Like the first yeah, time I saw yeah. it as as when it came out, I was like, whoa. But yeah. revisiting it, and and then like since. Uh, I read the book recently. I just like got it off Goodwill, and I was like, "I'm gonna read this," and uh, it just doesn't. It doesn't hold up. It's pretty right, bad. Right, right. Um, you know what's another vampire movie that never worked for me? I'm wondering how you feel about it. This is a vampire movie that should work for me. It's enormously popular, and it's got the whole '80s aesthetic, '80s horror. Uh, but I just never been able to get into it, and everyone loves it. It's uh, Near Dark. You know that one? No. What? You haven't seen it at all? Isn't that the one with uh, Bill Paxton or something? Yeah, Bill Paxton, Lance Hendrickson. Yeah, it's hard to find. I can't find it. I'm just surprised you haven't seen it at this point, being a vampire fan. That's like one of the big vampire movies. Look, I told you I don't... I mean, I'm just... You're a poser. I'm a poser. No, I told you I'm hitting the touchstones that I know... Or trying to, what you I like wrote down. From Dust Till Dawn, and that's pretty. That's much all it. I wrote. I have this two pages of From Dust Till Dawn here, man. I mean, I really thought we were gonna talk more about it. You know, I mean. All right, so that's no, not, no, that's I haven't seen topic. that one. I haven't, I haven't seen I mean, it. I haven't, so. 
I haven't maybe seen all of your whatever, a lot of those movies, but I have seen a lot of the ones. Uh, Salem's Lot, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had that in the books, too, because, uh, you know, it was Stephen King's second published novel, and then it becomes mm-hmm. this, like, miniseries on TV. Right. Right. Uh, movie which I have on Blu-ray. Which is it's very- why it's considered one of the best, uh, uh, like, made-for-TV horror films. Yes, actually. Yeah. Extremely slow though. Very it's slow. so slow. Oh my god, it's so slow and boring. But it's yeah. considered great. Uh, I really like the way the vampire looks. Other than that, I think it's a really boring movie. Yeah. Uh, the book, I'm sure, is better. I haven't read that particular King novel, even though I've read most okay. of King stuff. Yeah. It's okay. No, yeah. But yeah. But yeah. Um, I do like Jerusalem's lot, though. The short story. Um, the lot or the story? A vampire one. Huh? The lot or the story? Jerusalem's lot is a short story that he wrote that is about vampires. Salem's lot, actually. They talk about Jerusalem's lot. Right, yeah, I know. He incorporated that into it, but it was a, it was a short story. I liked it. I like uh, you, man. I like you, too. So... Let's talk about all the great werewolf movies since we went over all three vampire movies that you love. Wait, wait. Did I say From Dust Till Dawn? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I have many werewolf movies that I love, and I have many uh, other werewolf things that I love. But I think there have been way more awesome werewolf movies than there have been awesome vampire movies. Now, of course... You know, you mentioned uh, Dracula, Bela Lugosi. We had The Wolfman, Universal, uh, you know, monster movies from the old days with Lon Chaney Jr. Really love that movie. It's really great. Uh, and then Hammer Films had many. Oh, I was going to say, did you know that uh, I have many tattoos and on the top of my right foot is the classic Wolfman, his head. Nice. Uh, yeah, right. So as you see, folks, he I, does like werewolves. I wanted to tie that in. Why I knew you were going to talk about that movie, and I wanted to bring that up. That I you're always talking about your feet in some way, so it's not. Un- Man, I, I'm trying to sell my my foot pictures, dude. I got to make some money. I mean, he's you too. You, you know, the, get that at, at johnwaynesfeetaredead.com. That's right. Uh, thank you. Thanks for the plug, dude. Thanks you're for the welcome. Plug. You're welcome. So now, uh, uh, so there was there were you know. The Hammer films of, you know, like you know, Werewolf of London Aru, and all those, uh, you know, so there were definitely plenty of those. Um, and then you get into more awesome of the, the Warren Zevon song, too. Yeah, that's why I sang the Aru. Like, I, I know. Was, and I, I was, was giving like, a nod to I was it. Giving you a nod back. Yeah. But well, you know what? Shut up. I'm trying to talk here. You're interrupting me. So <laughs> don't don't sass me, kid. I'm on a podcast with my wife. <laughs> we're like an old married couple battling. That's what we've been. That's the feedback we're getting. Uh, so some some werewolf movies, some werewolf movies that have come out uh, that are that are pretty badass. There have been some bad ones. I'm going to skip those. I'm just going to talk about ones that I think are pretty cool. Uh, on top of like the whole Hammer films and everything, there was I was a teenage werewolf with Michael Landon which was kind of a groundbreaking movie uh, and like kind of uh, captures that whole uh, teenager going through puberty. This is another thing I like about werewolves, the whole like, like going through puberty, your transformation of your own body. We all experience that. And I think the werewolf genre kind of uh, hints on that, the horror of changing, of growing more hair and, and like having to be sexual and like all these things. Like I think it plays, it's like a body horror thing in a way. 
Uh, a little on, so, the, on the nose, don't you think? I mean, I'm totally where, on the nose. Where's the romance? Where's the romance? You know, because yeah, I, I know what I'm body. talking about. That's why I'm on the nose. <laughs> no. Uh, so I was a teenage werewolf, was a, was a pretty cool one. And that's actually one that's kind of hard to come by on uh, DVD and whatnot for whatever reason. Uh, fun, fun side note Michael Landon uh, played a werewolf again in a special Halloween episode of Highway to Heaven, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, he just I, took I like on the. Show. He took on the form of a werewolf just to help this kid. Uh, the kid was trick-or-treating, and some older kids, like, bullied him. We were going to take his, his candy. And so Michael Landon was like, boom, werewolf, motherfucker. Guess what, motherfucker? Werewolf. Uh, so that was kind of cool. And his buddy, I forget his name, he like ate at a, a satanic deli and got a bad sandwich. And uh, yeah, it was like Lucifer's Subway or some shit. Uh, really, really a, a classic episode. <laughs> no, I remember that episode now that you say it. Yeah, uh, I, rem- I that's the I only do. one I really remember. I remember I, I had taped it because it, it, it had werewolves in it. Didn't I, he, uh, like, die in every single one? Like, a, was that what his, the deal was? Like, Kenny or something? Like, he dies at the end? Or is that I, what he was? That or Quantum Leap, I don't know. Oh, man. I love Quantum Leap. Oh, that's a whole other episode. We'll get into Quantum Leap. Uh, I also love Quantum Leap. So, uh, yeah, so some werewolf movies I can rattle off that are badass. I have way more than you had for vampires. Oh, Blade. Uh, there's, there is Blade. There is Blade. Um, Wolf with Jack Nicholson. Silver ah, Bullet. Oh, fuck you. Well, Wolf with Jack Nicholson isn't a, the best movie, but it has Jack Nicholson as a werewolf. Okay. And, in, and you I know who did it. the score? You know who did the score for that? Bella Lugosi. Ennio Morricone. There we go. Boom. I, I, I can't remember his name. I um, like Wolf. I like Wolf, but I don't love it. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Is that right? She in that? Oh yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, of course, we got Silver Bullet. That's with, a good uh, one. Corey. With our boy Corey. With our boy Corey. Company Western of Powers. Wolves. Company of Wolves, which is a kind of a retelling of Little Red Riding Hood, with some really cool like '80s practical effects, which we'll get to later. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, Teen Wolf, which you mentioned earlier, which is a like that that is such a quintessential 80s movie. It's incredible. I, I love Teen Wolf. It's so fun. It's Michael J. Fox at his best, with the exception of Back to the Future. Um it's really it's just a really fun movie. Uh and I really like the transformation in uh in Teen Wolf. Yeah. Uh and I love how I love when he transforms. And then, like, he opens the door, and his dad's there, and his dad's a full werewolf. Yeah, his, da- his dad just changes like that, and yeah, shit, and his I love like, it. Yeah, like, an explanation is far overdue. <laughs> no, I, I it's so agree funny. wholeheartedly. Teen Wolf great. Uh, yeah. was one of my favorite things growing up. Like, oh, it's so good. I watched it so, so many good. goddamn times. And then Teen, yeah, I loved how the dad would just change. And, like, in Teen Wolf 2, it starts with taking, you know... Justin Bateman to college and I'm like why is uncle's taking him I have no fucking idea right, right, yeah, but like he just yeah. like they stop at a stop sign and he looks over at him he's like so anyway uncle they're like oh and he's like <laughs> all of a sudden a werewolf driving a car right, right, right. driving a van like, what the fuck but that's why it was so awesome yeah. and it had a cartoon spinoff dude it did it did and like he did so many cool things he's like surfing on like hood oh, surfing on the bad, van dude. oh he man he a was... beer yeah yeah give me a keg of beer and, and this the... is like this is kind of what I was talking about, where like coming into your own and your sexuality and puberty, Teen Wolf is very much an analogy for that, uh, that like, you know, he's finally like 
he finally gets his manliness, you know, and he's and he's like cool all of a sudden. You know, it's like this whole fantasy of puberty and like watching it as young, as younger people as we did, younger guys. Like it was, it would kind of like put that in our brains in a way. It was um, one of those. Once I get there, I'll right exactly. You know, it was it was that kind of feeling. Right, right, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it was very yeah, it was a very good connect connect. And I actually with. have a funny thing with Teen Wolf too. Um, uh, when that movie came out, Wait, uh, Bert, it was uh, which one? Teen Wolf one or Teen Wolf two? Teen Wolf two. Teen Wolf two. Okay. T O O. Yeah, T O O. When that movie came out, and by the way, that's a much lesser film. But when that movie came out, um, it was Burger King or McDonald's or somebody. I don't remember who, but they released these masks that you that you got with like a Happy Meal or whatever, and it was like. It was like a half mask covered like from your nose up and it was like a werewolf with sunglasses. Hell and no. and it, it was just like a cheap mask with like the, the rubber band that goes around the back of the head. Uh, but I got one of those and I still have it. You do? I do. That, actually, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I should have broken it out for the for the video of this, but I, I didn't. But I have it. Of course, also, I do. Also, Styles, quality best friend. Got to say. Uh, if you're in for yes. a caper, yes. you got to have a Styles in your life. you got to have Styles. I mean, you got to have that, that, that T-shirt that says, what are you looking at, Dick Nose? you got to, exactly. And you got to have a friend that will exploit you to the fullest for his, Absolutely. Own, his own benefit. Yes. Um, and never learn a lesson and show up in part two, T-O-O. That's why, that's why and I'm do the exact you. same thing. That's why I'm friends with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally not accurate. I'm, t- I'm kidding. Uh, I'm gonna get that Dick Nose shirt. You should. You what? really should. And cut the sleeves off. Oh. Um, but I haven't gotten to my. Uh, well, okay. So here's here's a couple more before I get to to my favorite. Um, uh, trick trick or treat. Um, uh, the the more awesome. recent one. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Has, and I, yeah. It, it has. Um, well, it has a fake vampire. It has that that guy who's like just a serial killer who dresses up as a vampire on Halloween. Has like the fake fangs. Yeah. Uh, but he ends up becoming the victim of real female werewolves. And I really like that whole thing. I like the whole female empowered werewolf mm. thing. Uh, I think that's really cool. And that the fact that they're great. really in a, in a pack, you know, I like when werewolves are in a pack. Uh, I like the lone wolf too, but uh, you know, it's just kind of, it was cool, cool little thing they did with that movie. Um, it was, and they kind of, they tease you the whole way through. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Their, it's uh Will they won't they situation and then they're just werewolves. Yeah, well you think well you th- you're set up to think that they're just looking for a guy and this girl is a virgin and she's gonna like be with her first guy, but it turns out it's gonna be her first kill. So that's Which, what's really cool. I mean, I'm sure all girls do with their friends on Halloween. They take their virgin friends out to find a to murder someone. Yeah, and exactly. That's what girls do. That and that and they practice kissing. I'll never understand them. Uh, well, you know, who does? Who but, does? You know. Uh God but yeah, uh, uh, some of my favorites, like we mentioned Silver Bullet. I really do like Silver Bullet a lot. I it's grew good. up with that movie. Like uh, but then there are then there are a couple that are really at the top. One of them is I really love The Howling. Uh, okay, I was going to mention that. That, that so would Dante's, also tie into our practical, uh, the, our later conversation. Yeah, yeah we mean, will talk, we're going to talk about that later. But um, The Howling is, is a really great uh, movie by Joe Dante, who gave us Gremlins and The Burbs and so many other great films. Uh, it's definitely one of the best werewolf movies ever made. And that's a real pack uh, werewolves. That's like a cult of werewolves. Yeah. And, uh, and I really like that movie a lot. 
Uh, another one that I love, it's it's very close. This one's very closely tied with my favorite. Um, uh, it's the Ginger Snaps movies. Okay. so it's have, you, have you seen those? I haven't watched those uh, yet. I oh, have them like to watch. I've watched like all their other movies, but I haven't watched those yet. You are in so, for a treat. Should I watch those tonight? Please do. Should uh, I well, take acid? <laughs> no. Uh, there, there's three Ginger Snaps films. It's really the first two that I love. The third one, they kind of did a like a what if scenario, and they put them in medieval times. So it's not really related. Uh, the first two Ginger Snaps are in modern day, and uh, they're about two teenage girls, and one of them gets bitten by a werewolf. Uh, then you know their sisters. One of them gets bitten by a werewolf, and it's really great. You talk about like coming into your own sexually, this was really a, a different approach because, like, it's a female going coming into her own sexuality and her own, uh, like, like she's a very attractive girl, but, you know, like, she and her sister are very much outcast because they're both very goth and very horror-based. Uh, uh, and so, like, she becomes this popular girl and, like, you know, embraces her sexuality because she, like, wants to seduce and eat guys. And it's a really a, a fucking amazing movie. It's really uh, way better than any vampire movie I can name. It's excellent. Um, but it's very closely tied. Uh, this, this other one's a little bit above it. American Werewolf in London is my say. favorite werewolf okay. movie. Yeah, I mean, the transformation is exceptional. But it's more than that. It's just, it's horror and it's comedy at the same time. And uh, it's, it's just an all-around amazing film. Uh, John Landis at his best. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about it. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. They did so many things right with it. The, like, the transformation is great. The, the, the whole opening where he and his friend are walking through the woods and, and uh, when they get attacked and everything, it's, it's really still one of the most chilling scenes in a horror movie I've ever watched. Yeah, uh, no So, doubt. yeah, yeah. It's, and, and... When I went to um, I went to London uh, a few years ago, and, and there actually is a a bar called the Slaughtered Lamb in the London area, and I actually went to it and everything, and it was really cool, dude. Like in the basement, they have like a, a place where like live bands play, and they had like a light up pentagram and everything, like a red neon pentagram. Oh, uh, it was it was fucking awesome, man. It was so cool to go there. Um, so, yeah, I love American Werewolf in London. Ginger Snaps is really close behind it. I actually like Ginger Snaps uh, 1 and 2 more than I like The Howling. And that says a lot because I really like The Howling mm. and Silver Bullet. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, I have a way more werewolf movies than you have vampire movies. Well, I guess I approached the I, – I looked at this – you know what? I just want to go on record as saying – what is this, the fifth episode? Mm -hmm. This is the most – work i've ever done before an episode yeah and it seems like it's not paying off so i'm going back <laughs> to the drawing board dude i situate i say rat i was writing notes like you know like homer's all like dun 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 dun, dun. i'm like all uh, fucking thinking that like, i'm doing something smart but it's just all ridiculous and then i come in and i fucking frank rhymes your ass well, no, because uh, <laughs> and, and, and you can say, yeah, you will. Hey, grimy. Let me tell you this. The thing about vampires is it's just like they're way cooler than fucking werewolves. You have to turn into something, you know, you like a vampire like Castlevania. Do I loved those games? You were fucking. Uh, vampires, I would argue that's my, you know, 
instant turn into a cool guy puberty mm. thing because they were just i, I mean I know. I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm hairless, you know. I'm like I don't want to. It's a lot. Well, I'm, hairy, I'm, I'm, hairy, hairy, I'm, I'm I'm far but. more vain than you. I mean, as well, I'm a very vain person, you know. And I gotta. That's a lot of upkeep to keep well, this I, hair I, and shit. Plus, again, it's gonna cover up my tattoos. And what did I get them for? <laughs> again, you know. Again, I hear you on this. Like being of being a vampire, would be more more fun and more convenient than being a werewolf. But I think werewolves make for better stories in fiction. I enjoy werewolf stories more than vampire stories. I think vampire stories are repetitive and um, and not as interesting. Well, personally, I think that if we were both vampires and we could live in a house together, right? And fuck shit up, and it'd be and have really blonde cool. mullets. Like we'd have so many. Oh, dude, we have blonde mullets that were like yeah. different in seasons. The fall, <laughs> you know, different. <laughs> mullet styles for the season <laughs> and we would bury werewolves in our back fucking yard mm. okay i'm with thank you. you thank you sure sure thank you no i don't i mean i just uh i i wrote down i guess we i approached it from the wrong way but i did forget to say blade i watched blade of fucked on the times i know it's not the best movie but that opening of blade one pretty not. fucking badass um <laughs> Where the, okay. they're in the club, they're in that they're in the club, and they get trapped in there, and they just mm. spray blood down, and the vampires right. go nuts. That's pretty cool because they're that all is. fighting. And are we still talking about books? Because I um... we haven't gotten to books yet. We're going to talk about books now. We were talking about movies. Okay, good. We can talk about books. You can talk about books. I can talk about all kinds of things. Um. Yeah, there's definitely a couple of books, and, and a lot of these books were turned into the movies that we talked about. Um, the Howling was a series by Gary Brander, uh, and the, the the Howling, the first Howling was based on his novel, The Howling, but it's only vaguely like the film. There's a there's definitely a lot of differences between his novel and the the final film product, uh, and that's okay because they're both good in their own ways. Uh, now. If you read the book now, it's a little bit dated, but at the time it was really impactful. It was a new approach to werewolves and like a cult of werewolves, which is, was really cool. Like this whole like pack mentality that turns into like a cult of humans, you know, mm. so that it's kind of cool. And there's uh, there's three uh, books in the series, the, the Howling movies, they went on to like five or six or something, and they were all bad. They were terrible sequels. Um, so there's that. Mm. Um there's also there's also another popular one is the Wolf's Hour by Robert McMammon. Uh, that's a pretty cool one. Uh, and then there is uh, of course the Twilight books contain werewolves. And then there's Brian Loomley who did um, a series of books that were like I remember this from when in my teen years I thought it was so cool like the concept it was like a war between vampires and werewolves, you know, kind of like what we're doing right here. And well, why was, didn't we, oh, aren't those movies in? Would we miss those whole things like lichens versus what is that? What are those movies called? Do you know what I'm talking I about? I don't know. I'm talking about Brian Loomley and his books, uh, which which featured werewolves and vampires consistently, and he wrote several where they were like kind of at war. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, and then of course there's Cycle of the Werewolf, which by Stephen King, which mm -hmm. became Silver Bullet. And that was like a, a novella slash graphic novel. The original release of that had some really gorgeous um, 
full color artwork added within the book. Uh, so I love Psycho Little Werewolf. That was a big, big part of my uh, childhood there. But my very favorite werewolf novel mm-hmm. is one that was, and it's a horror novel, of course, it's werewolves. This this book was written by someone who's not really known for horror. He only he wrote some horror short stories and he wrote this novel, which is horror, and everything else he wrote was like action and espionage and thriller stuff. Uh, and that book is The Totem by David Morell. Now, David Morell is the author of uh, First Blood, which became, you know, Rambo and the Rambo movies. Okay. Uh, but he wrote the original novel, which, you know, was was done very well by uh, the original movie First Blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did several other uh, really great books that I love, uh, The Brotherhood of the Rose, The Fifth Profession, and so on, um, The Fraternity of the Stone. Uh, really, really cool, uh, badass books. But The Totem is about werewolves, and it, it, I really like the way he approached it because it's kind of like, uh, it's almost like a rabies outbreak in this town. And like it's oh, about yeah. the small town sheriff trying to like, uh, contain it, uh, but the rabies outbreak is like turns people into like mad, rabid werewolf type people, and like you know, like they, they sprout the hair, they're full on werewolves. The book is fucking awesome. It's my favorite vampire novel. I highly recommend it to people who are fans of horror. Vampire? You mean werewolf novel? Werewolf novel. Thank you. It's my favorite werewolf novel. I highly recommend it to people who are fans of the genre, who love horror, who love werewolves. The Totem by David Morell. It's fucking excellent. It does not get better than that. You know, I think that part of my vampire, uh, I am vampire, uh, my vampire-like ending is I am a bit of a control freak. And I think mm-hmm. with uh, vampires, you have complete control over the situation, like usually. You're, you're glamoring people. You have a plan. You're yeah. not just ripping your clothes off and ripping, a, you know, and then running into a bar and tearing everyone to pieces. Right. Uh, you know, um, which is fine if you're into well, that. But a, uh, I think maybe that's why I also appreciate that the vampires are pretty much, even if they want, unless they're being like hunted, whatever, but if they want to die, well, okay, I'll go walk out in the sun or, mm-hmm. you know, if they're ready to do that. We're both dog lovers. And so that's another thing with the whole werewolf thing is like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like a tie to dogs and man's relationship with dogs, how they're man's best friend. They're the animal that we communicate with best. Uh, and so there's like that aspect to werewolves too that I really like. Like how cool would it be if you could completely communicate even more so than we can with, with, our, with our dogs, you know? Do you think vampires, can they not talk to uh, dogs like mentally, you don't think? Maybe bats. Well, I mean, they become wolves. They can turn into wolves. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. In you some, know, in, in some, in some lore, in some variations of the vampire myth, vampires yeah. can turn Dracula into wolves. Dracula certainly did. Dracula wolves, yeah, did. yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. so, wolves are dogs. So I wonder if they, you know, just you could like do an Aquaman, like right, right. You know, just because yeah, you're a vampire. Yeah. But I can see also the vampire would also have that kind of cat attitude of like i don't fucking care if you like me or not put food right. in the bowl and shut the fuck up you know right, I'll, right, right. when i want something <laughs> i'll come and kill you for it you know like right I, so i guess i can see that but um you know i'm we have cats we have i mean we lost one of our cats uh recently rest in peace scout rest in power um rest in peace scout and and i had a i had a cat named doja 
for 14 years that I had with my, my ex-wife. And then when I moved here to this house, uh, I, I ended up bringing over her over here for her remaining years. So she was, she was great, but I love my dogs way more. No, yeah, I mean, not dude. that like I way more. I mean, it's just, this is different. Cats just don't, the bond's not the same because they just it's don't not. need as much. Um, not, unless they need it, you for something like and, and like people people try to argue this like the cat people oh, we're gonna get some angry letters about are gonna get angry letters now there's nothing <laughs> that wrong cory with, mailbag is gonna be filled with cat hate with, mail. With, with like like angry cat ladies yeah oh no we're gonna have to change it to angry cat lady mailbag <laughs> that's a different cats are cat fine bag. man cats are fine they're like cats are pets. fine and some people prefer that kind of pet mm-hmm. you know i get it but as you were saying like the bond between man and dog or woman and dog, I would argue is much stronger because like they're the ones that like when you walk in the door, they're like, holy shit, you're home. I love you so much. Cats don't do that shit, you know, and some people prefer that they don't. Some people like that cats are more chill and more independent. And I understand. And people love their cats. And I think it's a beautiful thing. If I were able to have cats, I would. I can't because I'm allergic. But if I but if I could have a cat, I would. I totally would, you know. (laughs) I'm sorry. I, would, I, I thought you. Would, uh, I just thought it'd be hilarious if you're like, if I could have a cat, I would, but I hate them. Like, God, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't love them nearly as much uh, as I love dogs. Dogs. I, I, I that, for those people who don't know, I was a professional dog trainer for many years. I would still be doing it, uh, but it's not a steady paycheck. Some months you do really good. Some months you don't. When I was married, that was okay. But, you know, because there's two incomes, now there's one, so I can't do it. And it breaks my heart, but it's true. Well, she's got uh, that fist fight on, on camera with that Caesar guy, right? I mean, so. Right now, I got to tell you, right at this moment, my dog Bear, uh-huh. maybe I can capture it, maybe I can't. She's she's and licking that... me right now as I pet her. Right right this second. Whoa, what's that jar of peanut butter doing down there, dude? Hey, 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 hey. Uh, You're sharing oh. all my secrets. Tune into the YouTube feed, kids. No, she's giving me all kinds of kisses on my arm as I'm as I'm scratching her, you know, because she's she's my girl, man. She's my she's my world. So uh, dogs I, drool, cats drool. I I mean I agree. I, I mean I've had very strong connections to to dogs. I actually sent out a story on my Patreon this month about my uh, dog Lebowski that I had for twelve years. That was like the best, nice. my best uh, buddy. But that's a different podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but so okay, so we'll all turn into our dogs. That's fine. But uh, I would rather do it as a bat, you know, and I want to uh, live forever and yep. I want to uh, come in anywhere I want as long as I've been invited in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, but, different thing, different thing. But also, like, there's a lot what of It's a good rules, horror story dude. versus what makes a good reality. Like, what makes a good horror story is what I was talking about. What you're talking about is what you would rather be. And I get that, and I agree. I I would probably rather be a vampire too. I took the childish approach to this, which is pretty much on it's right on par, right on brand, right right, right where I needed to be. I'm right in that pocket. You just Uh, were thinking about all about you. I was thinking about the story. Yeah. Well, Uh, but hey, I would unless if I could if I could like that's why this show is so great. (laughs) If I could be a werewolf and control when I transformed and when I didn't. I think that would be the, the straight up tits. I would love that. Um, like a tits situation. And in my and in my um, in my forthcoming book, the horror western, that's how the many of the werewolves are. It's like some of them 
are still novices and so they can't control it but there are ways that you can master it and be in control of when you turn and when you don't you know like you'll get wounded and you can turn so you can heal faster but then you can turn right back uh, you know so you're, you're more in control i mean are they uh like even during the daytime they're werewolves werewolves can go around during the daytime what about swearwolves swearwolves they're like those vulgar people that we were talking about earlier who exactly can't be have some class around the ladies uh no so yeah they're, so they're just like a full-on any uh, so i'm into that i'm interested yeah. to read this well there are, there's also characters What's in there that of? aren't werewolves but they're different types of shapeshifters including wear bears and things like that like 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 michael myers the shape type situation no. or no, no not at all no uh, i'm talking about shapeshifters people that change uh like like wear bears so oh yeah dude i have some friends that are furries as well so yeah you know uh, my buddy peter Peter draws uh furry porn for a living for a living no shit yes wow they have like dicks eating each other it's fucking crazy man but i wish i could do it he makes his that's all he does is make money shouts out peter and he's a canadian he's in canada good for you peter Fuck yeah, Peter, I love you, dude. If you're listening, awesome. please. Uh, God, he always wore the best dresses around and shit. He's a great dude. Seriously, that's he always wore, wearing a dress. Hey, and you know, more power to him. He was my friend. He was Very my good. friend. Uh, yeah, so Werebear, I get it. I know, I'm just, you know, fun. And you need to pick pick up on these jokes better. I mean, I, I should work on my time. Again, you need to be funnier. You're right. You know, like, you need to be funnier. Bring it to the show, man. Oh, you know what's a good vampire movie that I really love? One of my favorites. From Dusk uh, Till Dawn. Huh? From Dusk Till Dawn? Nope, not at all. This one I like way more than that movie. Uh, Vampire's Kiss with Nicolas Cage. I, I see that's where we dip. I don't like, man, I'm not a Nicolas Cage person. I know I just lost you know, half the audience, but I don't fucking care. You're wrong. Have you seen Vampire's Kiss? No. Well, then how can you say whether it's good or not? I haven't said if it's good. I said I don't want to watch it. Okay. I well, said I don't like Nicolas Cage. You should watch it. It's one of my favorite vampire movies because... Is it anything like Face Off? No. Then I'm uh, but, I'm you know, like... Face Off. Face Off is pretty great, but it's not like Face Off. It's, yeah. uh, it was before... It was earlier. It was before Nicolas Cage became, like, the big action star. Yeah, I know. And there's a lot of memes that were made out of it because he does a lot of wacky faces in it. But he really, what he really does is he plays a guy who is severely mentally ill and becomes obsessed with vampires like you and thinks that he is one. And, and he like, he like, he buys like a, like those plastic novelty vampire teeth and runs around the street like, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire. It's really good, dude. Like you really should check it out and let go of your like grudge against Cage because it's a it's a great movie. It's one of my favorite vampire esque movies. You can't say it's a vampire movie because he's not really a vampire, but he's convinced that he is, and it's a really cool, uh, fun approach to to the genre. So well, maybe maybe I'll lift my moratorium, my Cage moratorium on. Well, you should. That, you know. Well, it's better than from dusk till dawn. I'll tell you that. I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, I didn't hear you. And uh, well, you're disagreeing, even though you haven't seen Vampire's Kiss. I know. I know. I am disagreeing because I just can't see anything uh, better be better than From Dust Till Dawn. Which is insane because that movie is so mediocre, in my opinion. Like, it's okay, but 
like to think that's it's just like, like your opinion man like, it is it's my opinion but for to think it's the best vampire movie like man so there it's are my so, favorite there it's your favorite i understand i understand and it's i'm gonna let it go because you know what last episode you're talking about Soundgarden, and i just like went apeshit and was way too aggressive i apologize to you i apologize to fans of Soundgarden. You shouldn't apologize dude you should stick you know what i don't because fuck jesus christ they're not good you know, well, you know what I really don't apologize for is the Stone Temple Pilots. You were trying to defend them. Those guys no, suck. No, I'm defending the singer. I like Those the guys singer. suck. <clears throat> All right. And, I, and I'll take that. I don't care. I believe, I believe, I smell her. Okay, your girlfriend's stinky. That doesn't make a good song. Get out of here. Well, he has a solo album when he's like very much strung out mm. and stuff. That's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, but he's dead now, so who cares? Uh, so... Mm. Mm. Is he a vampire? No. As far as we know. No, he's not. You don't know that. Okay, you're right, I don't. See? Boom. But Dropping knowledge on you. You know, suckers be lacking knowledge. I gotta school everybody. I don't know. I, I, I really like From Dust Till Dawn. I, I mean, <laughs> I just get to talk about... I really, Did you I wanna, have some fucking books for Christ's sake? Real quick, I I I was talking about like the I read a bunch of the Anne Rice vampire novels, and I still have them on my shelf. Uh, yeah, yeah. All the way like to that series spanned from fucking like 1970. When did she start that? Oh God, it went. seventy six, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, like yeah. the early 2000s, she's writing these books, and the movie, of course, made them popular. Yes. And the movie is good, I think. I don't think that that's a bad movie. Mm. It just has a pussy-ass vampire shit going on in there where it's just like, oh, I'm Brad Pitt. Like, who cares? Fucking right, just right. eat some people and get the fuck over it, dude. Right. Um, right. But, she was super pissed, by the way, when uh, I, I know when, she did, when Tom Cruise was cast, but then she ended up really loved, loved it. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 She did a good job, but the books, uh, Lestat's pretty badass. Mm -hmm. uh, he you know, I, I like I said, I read them up and I read them up until a point. Like I think I got to the the vampire Armand, and uh, it it just got kind of creepy. Where mm. there were like, there's all I mean these books. There's already like a there's a bunch of gay stuff all the way through. So that's not what's creepy. But like there was children and it, it was just weird. I, I don't know. I just didn't jive with it. Uh, maybe we'll take this part out. Who knows? But that's as no, far. No, no. I think you should include that, it because you're talking about as, the books now. Yeah, that's as far as I got in this series. But well, it really was cool, man. I, I, I really like that series. I don't care what that makes me or means or to you. But I dug no, it as far funny, as vampires were endless stats. Like I don't know. He's like your hap hapless hero. Like but he's your Millhouse stumbling through everything, but really bad. Right. Your Thrillhouse stumbling through all these things. I mean, because he deals with demons, like Memnock the Devil. He's just, you know, kind of thrust like a Pink Panther movie or something like that. It's that whole premise where you take this character and thrust him into all these weird situations. Right. But he's always the stat, you know. Right. And right. And that's what's cool. So I guess it could be anything. A spy. I have a funny uh, vampire book story real fast. Um, I started dating oh, this girl. The light at the fucking end, dude. Sorry. Oh, shit. Go ahead. Are you done? Yes. No, John Skip. Yeah. Uh, Craig Spector, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, light at the end. Yeah. A, a, a groundbreaking book. A, a, one of the original Splatterpunk uh, books. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sorry. 
interrupting you. My my quick story is uh, this was in like 1999 or something. I started seeing this girl, and she was a big reader. She was a bookworm like me, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" So like I was like, "You should read this, and I'll read this." And she was giving me recommendations back and forth, and I forget what I gave her initially, uh, but the first book that she gave me to read is Lost Souls by Poppy Z. Bright. Mm. Now, now, I don't know if you read this, but it's, you know, it's a vampire novel. No, and no. Uh, and uh, it was really kind of awkward that she gave me this one because it's kind of like the Lost Boys, but there's tons of gay sex. <laughs> there's like this young boy, like, well, not boy, but, you know, he's like, I don't know, 16 or something as a main character. And he, he, he joins up with these vampires that live in a van and he becomes a vampire. And like, there's just like constant dick sucking and butt fucking. And I'm like, it's like, it's gay porn for a lot of the book. And I'm like, yeah, why did she give me this? You know, like here's this girl that I just started seeing and she gives me this book. That's like, I would say at least 25% gay porn, you know? Nice. How long did you guys go out for? Five years. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> another, like, uh, <clears throat> speaking of gay porn, one of my favorite uh, authors is Brett Easton Ellis. And yeah. in uh, his short story collection, The Informers, there's a short story called uh, The Secrets of Summer where the characters are vampires. Whoa. And those are also characters that he kind of pops in into the back of like other things that he kind of brings that vampire mm-hmm. uh, thing back. I think in like maybe in Glamorama or something. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know which one, but like, I really enjoyed that because he's one of my favorites and his little weird insertion of vampires into uh, his, his work. And especially this story was very cool. Cause it's also like a, what the fuck is that real? Is there really a dead body hanging in there? I want to think there is. You know, I wrote uh, a vampire story many years ago. Many years ago. It's not the greatest story. It's never been published. But it was called The Count of Barefoot Bay. And Barefoot Bay is a small town in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just thought it would be funny to have a story about a retired vampire in an old folks home. And so that's what it's about. Uh, that but is then, funny. Right? I thought it was kind of funny. I thought it was kind of funny. But then uh, after that, Bubba Hotep came out, and I was like, well, it's like a mummy in a retirement home. It's uh, a little too close. But, I mean, the story's okay. You know, but uh, basically the the old man vampire is tired of being alive forever. He's tired of being immortal. He wants to die. So he's trying to recruit this uh, this guy into um, driving a stake through his heart. You know? and uh, See, that's gold, Jerry. That's gold. You think? You think? And, and that's yeah. And also, that's like the thing that vampires, you know, whenever you're ready, mm-hmm. unless you're being hunted or stupid. Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. being uh, arrogant, if you've succumbed to hubris, mm-hmm. then you probably stand a big better chance of getting killed uh, out right. there. But right. if you're right. just doing your thing, man, and then I imagine it would get old being alive for a long ass Perhaps. time. Yeah. Not for a long time for me. I'll live forever for a while. Party. <laughs> Woo! Well, yeah. Immortality, but, immortality uh, is kind of a, a, a tricky thing because it's like, oh, you get to live forever, but that means you get to you watch you get to watch your loved ones and friends all die, and 
you know, and on and on and on, you know, so like, I, I don't know. I think being alive forever would get old. Let person. the right one in. Mm. That's a good one. That, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Vampire movie and book. the original, not the remake. Uh, well, I, never I saw like the remake, the remake too, dude. Time. No, it's very fucking good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I listened to the book uh, on audible when I was working back when I was working a job. Uh, and I like the, I mean, I like the movie a lot better. I mean, listening to it was cool. I, I would probably like to read it mm. rather than listen to it, but I enjoyed both versions of that movie. Dude. Okay. I only um, saw the first, the first version. There's such and a, I, and, Oh, sorry. And I saw, I saw it on a first date and I liked the movie, but I also liked it because I got a blowjob. Uh, yeah, seeing that you have these positive like, associations, like with right things. after, like right after, and like immediately after the movie, I got a blowjob. So uh, that's another reason that I like it. So, well, in there's this beautiful shot in Let Let Me In, which is the American version. I thought you were gonna say there's this blue, beautiful shot of a blowjob. <laughs> I am not gonna say. Uh, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna steal your thunder on your blowjob <laughs> shot. Um, but there's this awesome shot where the little girl vampire has like has gruesomely killed somebody and the little boy that's in the pool no it's they in this it's in the apartment uh Uh, and there's blood everywhere and there's blood like across her face and everything and she comes there was blood across her face in my blowjob too but i'm I'm gonna talk jesus christ no (laughs) i mean sorry we're going blue on this oh you know like that kind of show Uh, you know i maybe it is I, i retract my statement but uh, no, because she's so pale and this blood is all over her and he's very pale and she just comes up behind him. He's so he's like in shock and she just puts her arms around him from behind. Mm-hmm. And it's such like this uh, this imagery that you're just like, oh, fuck, because, you know, like she's got him, dude. And if yeah. you're familiar with that story, yeah. I mean, that is the thing that happens. She's this young girl that's trapped like this and she just has to live her life grabbing onto these boys young boys making mm-hmm. them fall in love with her and then so that they can bring bodies to her to keep her right, alive and right. shit and she just does that over and over and over again it's and a it, really that, good story and and when you find that when you fear, figure that part out it just makes it that much sadder you're like oh, yeah God damn it she's like because like she's like 12 or yeah. something you know yeah yeah she she's appears young. to be 12 yeah like she's right, very right, right and uh and the american the the remake is cool dude i would say mm-hmm. watch it Okay, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll check it out because I really just Ginger like Ginger Snaps and uh, Dude, Ginger Snaps one and two is some solid shit, man. Um, and I really, I really, I mean, the first one's really phenomenal. It's not only a great uh, were, uh, werewolf movie, but it's a really good Halloween movie. Like the finale takes place on Halloween. I, I like it's one of those movies I watch every Halloween. Yeah. Uh, and the sequel is is exceptional too. The sequel has like just the best darkest fucking ending. You know, it's one of those like classic horror movie endings that uh, that I love. Uh, so yeah, I highly recommend it, man. You really need to see them. Okay. Um, doing it. So anyway, werewolves are better. I think we've established that. Well, uh, I think we've landed on uh, you know, there's uh, inconclusive. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it's definitely conclusive. American Werewolf in London and Ginger Snaps are better than any vampire movie. The Totem is a better book than any vampire novel. Well, I'll give you Dracula. Dracula was really genre defining. So I'll give you Dracula. Oh, I also want to give a shout out to uh, like uh, Laura Lee Barr's book, Long Form Religious Porn, 
which was on Fungasm Press, which is John Skip's press, like mm-hmm. uh, it was the editor for. It is a vamp, a very cool ass vampire story. Mm. And Laura's awesome. Have you read Laura's stuff? No. Laura Lee Barr. She's no. very very cool. She stayed at my house. We we read across oh. Texas. Yes. Oh. Um. Uh. Not like that, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, she's very cool in that. Well, after we've, after we've established vampire stuff leads to blowjobs. <sighs> you know, I mean, blow to, to each his own, to each his own styles. <laughs> All right, Dick knows. <laughs> okay, fine. I guess we'll move on. I guess. <laughs> so we've talked about vampires, werewolves, and we've talked about films. Uh, of course, fr- from dusk till dawn. Uh, Fright Night has some good transformations, but, and I think you'll agree with me here, werewolf transformations in films are more special effects uh, extravaganzas. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, Absolutely. they really are. Okay. Like American Werewolf in London, phenomenal. Uh, Ginger mm-hmm. Snaps is really good. Even Teen Wolf uh, has some good shit. And oh, the howling, the howling has amazing effects. It's pretty good, That's, particularly yeah, for the time. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, so, what, but, what's, but that leads us to what? That leads us to a topic that we wanted to discuss about One, two, three, four. special effects. That sounded really special. sexual. Well, sexual effects. I mean, we're trying. We're trying. I'm trying not to scream. Um, Me like, too. Uh, like we got the. You know, we're taking notes. Yeah. The you know, first people, couple episodes, we, we're, we're trying not to scream so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to show more nips. Oh, uh, did that happen? Uh, oh, 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 I did it for those, for those listening and not seeing. You missed a nipple slip by Mr. John Wayne. That's it, but uh, I don't, I don't give you that, but you know why? Because I'm not a whore, you're not, but you know why? That's that's I'm totally, totally a vampire thing to do would be a nip slip, but I yeah. do appreciate that you're wearing, um. The exact same T-shirt in different colors from last week. Yes, I am. Uh, I, thank you for noticing. It's like your thing. Did it you is. Get, did you get the a three-pack or what? Last I did actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually true. See, that's you're why not... you're a werewolf, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, these tank tops that I'm wearing. Um, uh, the last week I was wearing the yellow and black one, which was the the Italian stallion, Rocky Balboa. This yeah. one is the blue and and red and white. This is the Apollo Creed, baby. Not that they were advertised that way. They just, I just saw them. And I was like, that's what it made me think of. So I bought them. Yeah. Hey, can you adjust your camera? Do you see how like your cut kind of cut off? Like, there you go. There we go. That, oh, that's, baby, that's it. That's the money shot. That's what I'm, um, so I'm just a love machine. A hug and kiss. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So, so, so we're talking about special effects. That's what the next topic is. That's Practical what we're versus yeah. CGI. Yeah, baby. I mean, I, I know think what, that I, I know what side I'm on. I think that we were going to approach this from the same side of practical effects being way better. You got damn right. You got damn right. There's no way we could debate this against each other like we did werewolves and vampires because we're both on the same side. This uh, is it. Werewolves and vampires joining hands together. To celebrate, we are the world. We, we are the practical effects. We are the yeah, monsters. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, funny. dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah practical dude. effects are where it's at, and yes. they're not. They're you know, it's it's awesome that it, you know right now they're 
maybe a I don't know if I'm gonna say a, a renaissance maybe of practical effects, but they're much more yeah. prevalent. Like coming back, it seems like a lot of especially especially independent horror films are doing these awesome fucking practical they effects. They are. And, and because a lot of that is like the fans want that. Like yeah. people like us, we love it and everyone knows that. And even these even the people that are the creators, the people that are directing these movies, they grew up on practical effects. They love them too. I think CGI uh, had its time, like in the 90s, like it was a new thing and people were experimenting with it and it was like, whoa, this is pretty cool. But it's not. It sucks. And CGI ages horribly whereas practical effects oh. do not yeah absolutely man they, yeah. they are awfully time stamped they're like they are it gets eight hectares to the you know like whatever and you drive it off yeah. the lot and it's done you know it is yeah done. like 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 here's the thing like like you take a movie from the 90s that's cgi and it looks worse than modern video games you know and that's a problem uh and that's the thing that's always gotten me with uh cgi is that it looks like a video game and it, it, it pulls me out of the movie more than practical effects do. And I'll give you a great example of the difference between the two. Uh, take two movies. Okay. Alien yes. and Species. Mm. Now, both of these movies featured creatures uh, crafted by H.R. Geiger, the famous artist. Uh, now, rest Alien... In rest in power. Alien is from the fucking 70s, okay? Species is from 20 years later. It's, it's from the mid-90s. Saw it in the theater. Me too. Now you watch too. you you watch <laughs> you watch those two movies now. Uh, not only is Alien a better movie, just because it is, it's a better story, it's a better movie. Uh, yeah. Species isn't bad though; it's not bad. It's a cool idea. Uh, it's got a really great cast. Uh, but here's the thing: we're talking about the special effects now. Alien looks great when you watch it. The monsters look convincing. There's one or two kind of clunky moments, but they look convincing. Species, if you watch it now, looks horrendous. It's embarrassing. It looks so digital and so piss poor. And here's a this is a movie that's 20 years after Alien, and it does not hold up nearly as well, special effects wise. I would have to go back and watch. I mean, I could not even conjure up an image from Species in my mind, oh, except that God. I know that. We went to see it because the the chick was hot in it. What's what, uh, Natasha Hendricks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. only reason why we went yeah. to see it. Uh, but that was when I was a young high school prepubescent werewolf. So much vampire. more. I'm you much were more. Vampire. Yeah, but I'm much more vampired out now. I was. Uh, yeah, and so, but I'd have to go back and watch it. I mean, I, or at least like a scene or two to see what you mean. But well, but I, I mean, there's tons of recently. It. I watched it recently. Yeah, it was a weird thing because I'm I'm a I'm a very weird person and I'm a horror fan. And it was just I don't know a month or so ago, and I no joke. This is a true story. I was laying in bed, like I woke up and I lay in bed for a while because I'm a, a manic depressive and I just don't want to get out of bed. And I'm laying there and like out of nowhere, dude, out of nowhere, this thought pops in my head. I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen Species in a long time. <laughs> it just came <laughs> to me from nowhere from nowhere just from the ether it just like it just sunk into my my brain you know and that's like a because like a seinfeld costanza thing like, it, like yeah you know, i haven't had a plum in a while yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was like it was exactly like that and uh and, and so i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna find it and you know i found it online the dvd of like all three movies for like five dollars i'm like yeah i bought it and uh and i watched <laughs> i watched it 
And you know what? It's like it's really entertaining for like the first two thirds of the movie. And then you get to the third half and there's this whole like underground battle in a sewer or some shit. And she's like full on monster and full on CGI. Like there's never a scene where you see her as the full monster that isn't CGI. And it is painful, dude. It is so outdated and bad. It totally distracts you. Now, if I were to watch, say, Predator, which came out at least a decade before this, mm-hmm. looks fucking awesome. Looks great. Because the fucking thing is, with practical effects, that's really on screen. You're really seeing it. It's really there. The actor is really interacting with some guy in a suit or holding some like fake throbbing heart. When you do CGI, it's added after the fact and it's superimposed and it really, really shows much quicker. In five years, it'll look bad. Whereas practical effects, even in a shit movie, okay, even in a cheap shit movie, like from the 80s, uh, The Deadly Spawn. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's a, it's, a, a, it's, a, it's a cheap dollar store fucking movie uh, that they made on a micro budget. But they have these big rubbery monsters and they look better. In this movie that was probably made for a thousand dollars, they look better than the the monster in Species does in a big budget film, and that was made a decade later. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I just don't see how, uh, you know, there's no where the argument is is even with like a movie like Avatar, which I thought was, I mean, I didn't even watch all of, it. I thought it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where. We, you know, we're not going to cross that uncanny valley thing that where you can look at something and you just know it's not real. Yeah. I I don't know if we'll, I don't know. I mean, I guess we're deep, we're in the, we're in the world of deep fakes now, but even those kind of have a a tinge of evil to them that you can, oh, they have a huge, you know, you pick, I am I evil. Yes, I am. Yeah. You're looking at it. Hey, shouts out. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like that and it'll never, Deep fakes have real. Deep fakes have a real evil to them. Um, you know, like people stealing other people's faces and putting them on things, and uh, like the whole thing with the pornography and like Scarlett Johansson's face being put on porn films. Um, I actually wrote a short story called "The Deepest Fake," which is about uh, this technology being passed on to actual people. So, like, you can get the face of whoever you want uh, as a person, uh, and it was published in. Um, a uh, book called uh, The Crash Code uh, by Bloodbound Books. It's out now. You can get it. Um, it's out, Bloodbound. Uh, pornography. Out. I was buying I, pornography. I was buying pornography. Uh, pornography, that'll be a whole episode. Yeah, uh, like, practical effects, it, it, the, the thing we're saying, it, it's just, it's real. It's And it will always it's, be it's, real, no matter what the and, degradation of film, degradation, is that if I write books, like, I don't know what the hell that no means. No matter what, if it's on digital or film or you know the VA the uh, video audio, video fucking VHS shits that they do, that whole genre. Whatever, whatever, still, form, whatever yeah. format, yeah. Whatever the format. Oh, uh, full disclosure. I just remembered this when I was taking a break. Um, when I was taking a piss during the break mm. uh, earlier today. I uh, I was working on stuff all day. I was doing a lot of revising on this piece and. I was pr- I was out of weed and I had messaged uh, I mean um, somebody that ha- close to my house and I was like hey can you spot me and they were like I got you 
and uh, they brought dropped something off on my patio for me to go get, and there was some uh, edibles with it as well. So mm. right uh, right as we started to record, I ate 40 milligrams of these uh, gummies, <laughs> and uh, I think I was like, man, I'm fucking stoned, but that's why. <laughs> so full disclosure. Well, you know what? That's why we haven't heard you coughing as much on this episode. Cause you, oh, my gosh. You, you know, ate pot right. rather than smoked it. Well, I'm still smoking it. And I also yeah. want to say, uh, you know, uh, thanks to the good people at Ricola. Ricola! <laughs> I uh, have, uh, you know, curbed my coughing. <laughs> so there you go. This is not branded content, by the way. No, it's, it's, it's not paid content. This is just truth. I, I bring the truth. Know, exactly. And I also think there's an entire... You know, I mean, I guess we're going to get some people that be like, well, dude, but there's an entire artistry... A hands-on artistry to creating these practical effects. Yep, that is its own thing, and and uh, it's it's yes. not, not not taken away from you, you know, programming, right? Whatever, right, but right. this is completely different. It is. is. I think that, I think it takes uh, more ingenuity and more creativity yeah. to to try to create a flying luck dragon uh, or or something like that rather than just creating a digital version. And again, it takes skill to create CGI. It really, really does. But I think you have to be more creative when you're working with puppets and clay and, uh, you know, red number four and corn syrup. Uh, I think that takes more of, a, of an ingenuity uh, rather than just doing it digitally. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of luck dragons, if you still want to get in on that class action suit that we have against the never ending, <laughs> go ahead and sign on up. I mean, I'm just saying. You they know. said it would be never ending. <laughs> That's some Simpsons. We're we're That's Simpsons. We're just you know, dude. That you talk about uh, a book that differs from the movie. The guy who wrote uh, the Never Ending Story, the novel, he fucking hated that movie. Hated it. Um, yeah, because they changed so much, or they like they, they. I don't know. They did things that he really didn't like. He didn't like a lot of the uh, adult themes either. He didn't like that the uh, you know, that whole scene where Treo has to walk through those sphinxes where they oh, got yeah, those yeah. big fucking big porno tits and everything. Oh, yeah, that was hot, dude. Oh, God damn. That was like the first tits that I ever saw as a kid was those big, massive sphinx tits. And no tits I've ever seen have been able to hold a candle to them. I've that been disappointed. That explains a lot, dude. That explains a lot, man. <laughs> I have not. I've loved every pair of tits that I've ever had the pleasure, had the honor of uh, of uh, honking. Hooters, Hooters, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> well, now I understand better why you listen to Walk Like an Egyptian as your hype song. So uh, it makes sense. What? Huh? <laughs> like, is that about Hooters? No. What were we talking about? I don't know. I don't know where you came up with that. I don't get the reference. But I'm only drinking whiskey. You're the one who's eating psychedelic gummy bears. It doesn't matter. Look, you, who, it doesn't matter who's eating what. I'm not going to point fingers. I'll go one. I'll go one over and say it, nothing matters. That's true. Whoa. Uh, so, like, one. I mean, one of the practical effects uh, artists that. Uh, is not the he's not the best, or he's you know be talked about as one of the best in the tops, you know. Is, and we have had mm -hmm. known this or met this person before is uh, Tom Savini. Yep, I have to mention him. He's on the he's usually at a lot of these conventions that we're at, mm -hmm. and uh, he's done some good work for sure. He has, and he's he's, he's attributed content to 
many, many uh, iconic 80s films and 90s films. Uh, but he did, uh, you know, Friday the 13th part four, which is really one of the best of the series. He did creep show. Pre Roy. I'm sorry. It was pre Roy. Pre Roy. Just pre Roy. Pre Roy. But probably the uh, part four is really one of the best of the well, yeah, and you've got Corey, series. So, but it's not just because of Corey. It's just, it's really good. It's really yeah. good. No, I agree. Uh, but Corey helps. Um, I mean, it doesn't hurt. But, but yeah, uh, Savini also did The Burning. Um, he did a lot of uh, great horror films. Um, it's uh, and and he was in a certain vampire movie. Forgive me, John. What was it called? It's called From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, 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 oh! That's right. That's right. He was in that, you and he had like a shape? he had like a a a, a Colt forty five for a dick or something. He did, and it was uh, it was very funny um, and kind effective. Funny. Yeah, kind of I have effective. I have two Tom Savini stories real quick. One are they both about him being a dick to people? Because he is a dick. Well, I mean, let's okay. Well, we're definitely. I guess we're not going to get that Tom Savini sponsorship anytime soon. But <laughs> well, come uh, on. He's when I was the uh, one of the first, uh, you know, um, I went to uh, Texas Frightmare in Dallas when I was like right about to publish my first book, mm-hmm. and the publisher was there, and I was walking around, and Tom Savini had a had a booth, but he, he wasn't there at the booth and I, I don't fucking know anything. So I, I you know, I walk behind cause there's pictures hanging up behind it and shit. And I walk behind the booth and I'm looking at the pictures. I'm like, Oh shit, that's cool. Oh, cool. And then I just like get to the end and I turn back around and he's right, right there. And he's mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? It's like, Oh, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's like, get out of here. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. So, uh, so that was at one. And then the next one, fast, fast forward several years. Mm-hmm. You, you and I. Uh, yeah, I was here for this one. You and I are at um, Days, Days of the, of the Dead, Dead in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Roy has recently been by. I think <laughs> right. you had right. gone to towel off. Uh, Savini is walking around the floor and he walks up to the table and he picks up my book as seen on TV. And he's like, yeah, hey, what's this about? And I was like, hey, man, oh, well, it's about I got like I got barely a sentence into what I was saying. And he uh-huh. just tossed it back on the, the thing and walked away. I was like, man. <laughs> We well, kept... didn't you tell him that uh, you also told him that you loved from Rust of Dawn? He was like, yeah. yeah, thanks. Yeah, he was like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I was like, yeah. for what it's yeah. worth, man, I really, that's really one of my favorites. And it still is, you know, but yeah, yeah. we can do. Well, sometimes you have to separate the art from the artist, you know, like oh, yeah, he is, he is at a lot of conventions and the general consensus is that he is a real dick to his fans. I don't know. I haven't had that allegedly experienced that. Well, I mean, that's borderline dickish for what he did to you both those times that the stories you told him, that you told about him. But everyone I know who's gone up to meet him, like, I, I, they all say the same thing. They was like, yeah, I was telling him how much I liked him. And he was like, hey, am I going to sign this thing or what? You know, and he would sign the thing and he'd be like, all right, next. You know, it's like he's almost like resentful against people who like him. You know, so fuck that guy. You know, he did great special effects and all that, but... To be like that to his fans, it's like, why are you even coming to these things if you're just going to be shitty to your fans? You know? Fuck and him. The, and these are the hot takes you can come to expect from Vital Social Issues. Fuck and Tom Savini. Fuck Hashtag him, fuck Tom Savini. No, like, um, really, like, I'm, I'm serious about this. Like, if you can't be, if you're, you're being paid to be there, someone's giving you, like, $20, $40 for fucking autograph, you can't be nice to them? No. Really? Get the fuck out of here. So, you know what? Like, Tom Savini, if you're listening, and I know you are, like, 
chill the fuck out, man. Never like, misses an episode. Like these are the people who who make you what you are. These are your fans. These are people who who get you those fucking gigs, man. They're the ones who made you a legend. Yeah, you you did a lot of great work in Maniac and The Burning and all these movies. But you know Nobody's what? Without your fans, it. with no one's disputing that. But without, but that doesn't mean you get to be a a, a fucking asshole to people. You know, like these people, they, they pay to get in, they stand in line, they pay you money to get a fucking autograph, and you're going to be a, a you're going to be a cunt about it. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, I'm that's why. Uh, I mean, I'm always, you know, you and I at the tables are, you know, I'm thankful that anybody comes up to the table at Absolutely, all. But like, it, you know, you have to be personable and come on, if you're there, you're, you're part of the draw. You yeah. Know, act like it. I you, always you, like you, I'm. I'm a very much a, a, an isolationist and a, a lone wolf person, uh, werewolves. You're very uh, mysterious, dude. I, I, but no, I am. I really like to keep to myself. I'm very much a loner. I'm not the most social person. But when I go to these events and I'm signing books, I always make a point to engage with people, particularly if they're people who have read my books before. I'm so happy and so thankful. And, you know, like, I'm never going to be like, yeah, you want me to sign this or what? Fuck you, Tom Savini. Eat a dick. Fuck you, Tom Savini. So, fuck uh, you, Tom Savini. <laughs> so, be sure to check out our next collaborative novel that uh, Chris Triana and I am writing. Uh, fuck you, Tom Savini. You, <laughs> You're Tom a dick. <laughs> no, and like, dude, like, this is like, if, for those listening, if you're not familiar with this, look it up. Like, he is notoriously a, a, an asshole to people. So, that, that really. It sucked for me when I learned that, like, because he's at many of these things, and I would have been the type of like, oh man, I want to go talk to him. Like, he he was did so many cool effects, but he's so notoriously an asshole that I'm like, I don't want to meet the guy. You know, well, I also have a thing about like, I don't give a fuck about meeting anybody, and I I've said that before. Um, the fact that I even did tell him like. From, I like from Dust Till Dawn. I immediately regretted it because like, what? Mm-hmm. Like everyone tells him that, mm-hmm. but. Uh, at the same time, I was like, well, I, you know, whatever, but I'd rather meet people organically anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't right, right. care like what the circumstances are. Like maybe we're hanging out uh, right. or something and we meet, but I don't want to necessarily be like, oh, you're Chris Triana. Let me come and shake your hand or, you know, or something like, or, or maybe I do. There's nothing wrong with that though. There's nothing not wrong that there's that. anything wrong with that. No, no, there's not like, so they, like people show up and you know, like they, they want to meet Robert England or they want to meet Daniel Harris or whatever it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you lame. Like, no, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm saying from our side of it, from mm-hmm. being on that side of the table where everybody, you know, everybody's working and stuff like, and mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, need to go ming like i'm just gonna do my thing and if we start to right. talk or whatever you know that's it right. sure sure, you know, sure. I, i'm not talking about like coming to meet from the that side of it you know that's right. different sorry right. confused no, sorry confused. Okay. No, okay no offense to people like that you know no dude like there's no like like people get excited to to meet these people and some people may think it's lame like oh you stood in line to meet doug bradley it's like yeah i fucking did because doug bradley was pinhead and i really like him and and whatever and by the way doug bradley i met him many many years ago and and like he's a genuine dude he was really appreciative to all of his fans uh and he took the time to talk to them all you know and and so he was cool uh roddy piper rest in peace rest in power roddy piper like, I remember it was one of my first cons that I ever went to. If not my first, it was Rock and Shock way back in the day. And, you know, there's all these celebrities there, uh, you know, and, uh, and they're like, they're all sitting down. 
they're all texting and talking to the people that are with them and just like basically fans are walking up to them and waiting for them to acknowledge them now roddy piper on the other hand standing up no phone in sight and he's like hey how you doing brother hey how you doing man what's up like just talking to everybody comes up people are coming up want to take pictures with them he's not charging them for it he's just like hey what's happening you know taking pictures with people even if they don't buy something the guy was a genuine dude man the guy was a really sweet wonderful man uh i really i really cherished my time talking to him and hanging out with him uh that's the way you should be you shouldn't you should be so grateful for people just to even be a fan. They don't have to buy something. They should be able to go up and talk to you without feeling obligated. They don't need to buy something. Anybody who wants that, to come yeah. up and talk to me, uh, talk to John Wayne, you don't have to buy something. We just we just like talking to you, you know? We, we That's like the way it should be. That's the way it should be with, with, with fans and, uh, and, and like, uh, the, the artists. It really should. And uh, Mr. Savini fails at that, and it's sad. Dude, what do you think is the the future of our meet and meet and greet, uh, you know, aspect of our careers? With with COVID, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a while until that that uh, that lifts. You know, particularly in this country because it's being handled so poorly. Not it'll to get be a political, while. not to get <clears throat> yeah. political, but it's being yeah. handled piss poor, uh, and our country is very divided, and that that creates other problems. Um, I certainly hope that there's a, a vaccine soon enough and that people are smart enough to actually take the fucking thing. Everyone wants a vaccine until we get one. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, it's cursed. And you know, whatever. And it's going to make my kids into imbeciles or, or, or whatever. I don't know. People we didn't need the lemons cause they were cursed. Right. Right. But you know, like people are like, Oh no, I vaccinate my kids and it gives them, um, what is it? They think they, that it gives uh, them autism. Yeah. Yeah. Or Alzheimer's or something. And and it's just it really gives them old timers disease, <laughs> and that's when they hang out on the corner and sing barbershop and remember the good old times. <laughs> so that's what they do, and it's really creepy when they're six year old kids singing, you know, that's singing it. like that's a know, horror story on... right there. Yeah, <laughs> these kids singing like Sweet Adeline. Sweet Adeline. Right? Yeah, you know, it's, it's um, kind of creepy, but but yeah, like everyone wants a vaccine until they get one. So hopefully we get one. Because uh, I think it's the only thing that's going to save this country because people can't even be bothered to wear a goddamn mask and it makes me sick. Uh, if you're not wearing a mask, fuck you, don't listen to our show. Wear a goddamn mask, you idiot. I also agree with that, so I stand by that statement. Uh, nice. Go directly to hell. But what if it was something where, y- you know, I mean, where there's in these conspiracy things but about chemtrails, but what if they just seriously did chemtrail the entire nation uh, with the vaccine without telling us? And so then everybody. Not a bad idea. I mean, I'm saying, like, uh, then then they could be like, ha ha ha, we <laughs> vaccinated you. <laughs> or they don't have to say anything, man. I don't know. Right, right. You know? Well, I love these imbeciles who are like, oh, it's it's Bill Gates and he's trying to track us. He's he's making us sick, and then he's gonna give a vaccine that'll that'll track us. I'm like, motherfucker, you carry a phone with you everywhere. That thing tracks you, idiot. There's a GPS on your phone. Yeah, there was a there was a murderer uh, in, in in the state where I live recently, and they managed to like prove that he was he was the one who who killed his wife because like his phone was pinged all over the place. It's like you are being tracked just by having a phone. Okay, what well, first fuck? first of all, has this guy never watched Forensic Files at all? Because I guess not. That's I like mean, 
day one stuff. But cell phone? Come on. Uh, he dude. blew it, dude. He blew it. Uh, he's dead now. He committed suicide. Uh, Good for him. We could only hope to be on the Forensics Files one day, dude. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a life goal of mine. Uh, anyway, uh, can we talk more about blowjobs? Because <laughs> those are some of the better times of my life. I thought we were talking about practical effects. Is that how you're getting here? I thought we were done. I think it, oh. like that was not like the most interesting debate because we're both like, yeah, CGI sucks. Oh, no, we're talking End about of discussion. That. No, yeah, yeah, we're talking about whatever. But I do want to point out recently I saw a, uh, a very uh, cool, two very cool movies that were practical effects that were okay. new. Uh, that are on Shutter. This is not branded content, but one of them was uh, an anthology type movie called Scare Package. I know about this. I have not watched it yet. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, it's on very, Shutter. Yes, it's on Shutter. It's very this weird meta. It starts off meta, jokes about it being meta, and then just continues to be <laughs> meta the entire time. <laughs> so it's it it is very cool practical effects. Mm-hmm. Also, um. Yummy, have you watched Yummy on Shutter yet? No, dude. The it's a Dutch uh kind of take on a zombie. Dutch as in Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. Oh Dutch. God, that was such a good movie, dude. What a great movie, dude. Dutch right? was so good. It's so good. I watch it every Thanksgiving. Oh, I had to come to your house for Thanksgiving. I know. Uh, we should do record an episode while we watch Dutch and dude, eat, eat turkey and drink whiskey at your Thanksgiving oh episode God. at the fire with you better our, be here. Our sweaters. Hey, book your tickets now, everyone. You better be there. No, you but, should be here because if I'm in Texas, it's going to be 90 degrees. If you're up here, this is New England, baby. We do Thanksgiving right. I actually have wild like turkeys that. that that live in the woods around me. They're all over the place. Wild turkeys. And we then can kill have- our own and eat it. And you have all those bottles of wild turkey all over your house, too. That's so that's true. cool. That's true. That's cool. Uh, but <laughs> it's a Dutch uh, film, like Deutschland. Mm-hmm. And it's like a plastic, uh, plastic surgery, glamour type clinic, patient zero yeah. ac- accidental thing. Because it's got a humor element that runs through it. Uh, but the, it's all practical effects. And it is fucking bad ass dude all right i might check it out because the last time you recommended a movie to me it was the remake of rabbit by the soska sisters and it was i, I stand by that i stand by that God, it was diarrhea dude no, it's it such not your diarrhea garbage terrible it was good terrible movie it was good um but Wrong. this one is is cool dude there's a very there's some very cool kills all right and all of it is practical effects and i wanted to say also did you did you watch um no Okay. <laughs> Did you watch the Ash versus Evil Dead series? A little bit. I watched the first couple episodes. I my problem with it is I really didn't like his sidekicks. I thought they were annoying characters and unnecessary, and so I didn't continue it. Well, uh, if you watch that, the first season, the all the effects are CG, like the blood. It's all that CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. But but it's like once they got the second season. Everything was practical. Whoops! Everything was practical effects. They, they, cool. they got their way or, or whatever. And there is this one death uh, of the guy that plays. Uh, I forget, he's a famous actor now. I don't care, but he plays Ash's dad. He gets hit mm. by a car. Oh my god! It is fucking amazing. YouTube yeah. that scene. Uh, okay. It, it, and then like that's a, a an example that I wrote down just as something that 
you know, they started with those shitty, like I watched it just for the sake of, well, I like Evil Dead and Sam sure. Raimi and here I am. Uh, but those fake blood, the CGI blood oh, is God, so terrible, awful. terrible. And so it's bad. so unnecessary, too. I remember when I saw uh, The Expendables, the Stallone uh, movie uh, in the theater. And like there's these scenes where like guys are getting shot because, of course, it's a shoot them up. And the and the like this the fucking bullet like splatter it was all CGI, and like it looked it looked very digital even when the movie came out. And I'm like, why the fuck with like just use squibs with with fake blood? Like, why are you doing CGI like bullet hits? It's just it's it so stupid. Or, I guess, or uh... I guess I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. It just it. I don't. Know. It was terrible. Stop it, everybody! It was terrible. It. Just, just stop it. Enough with the CGI. Retire that shit. Get back to practical effects. Like, I, okay, if you have to do CGI for like the White House exploding in a movie, I understand. But when it's someone getting shot, come hey, on, you don't need CGI. You know what I say? If you have to blow up the White House in a movie, nice do fucking it. model, yeah. Hong Kong. <laughs> Make a model. Or or just do it. Just blow that fucker up oh, <laughs> with right. everyone inside. <laughs> Maybe uh, allegedly, but do yeah, it. yeah. I think that I just don't. I just don't like it. I don't know if it if like they got more money after that the first season of Ash, Ash versus Evil Dead, and then I mean, there's some great scenes. Oh man, there's a great scene in the morgue. Uh, you have to watch it. I really this. think it might have been a feedback thing. Like, you know, fans of Evil Dead, I mean, all those movies are like crazy with the special, uh, with the uh, practical effects. I think they probably got some negative feedback on it from fans being like, why is there's, uh, this all CGI? Evil Dead is all about practical effects. And then maybe that's why season two uh, was heavy on it. I yeah. might be wrong. This is just my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and you wouldn't be wrong. And I have a Bruce Campbell story. When I was in Tampa at Spooky Empire last year, in October, I was walking up the back ramp mm-hmm. uh, to get in to the show floor. And you and had Bruce... sex with Bruce Campbell. Oh, dude. Look, why you guys I, I didn't mean to ruin the story. Bruce Sorry. Campbell. Bruce Campbell is at the the up the top of the ramp with his with his like escorts. They're about to usher him in to where he's going to go to his table. And I was like, he's wearing like the white tuxedo and shit. Like, uh, right. you know, coat. he looks fucking badass. He's fucking and I, classy. And I have my cooler beer that slung over my shoulder and I'm just right. walking up the thing. And I look at him. I'm like, what's up, man? And he's like, Hey man, so, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think we're best friends. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no, that was my only contact with him. But I, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It was cool. I, you know, I, I was once alone in an elevator with Tracy Lords, and uh, oh, no. it was, it was like nothing happened at all, and it was the greatest moment of my life. It's the most meaningful relationship I've ever had. <laughs> was this when we were together? Uh, was this were we? Was this before we were together? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, oh. she was at the Charlotte one, but this she was at a different one. She was in this Chicago was, too. No, this was in um, this was in uh, uh, um, Mad Monster Party in Charlotte one year. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't there. That's cool. And yeah, I, was, I, uh, I wanted to say something, but I felt too weird. I thought it'd be creepy, so I was just like smiled and you know, like a pleasantry. Like people don't talk in elevators, so I left it alone. But I'm like looking at her. I'm like, I've jerked off to you so many times. It's insane, you know, and. It's exactly what I thought as I was walking by with, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> like I would have been too. Like, 
No, why else are... would you watch? Why else would you watch an Evil Dead movie but to but to jack it? You know. I know that there are people who would be who would, in my position who would have absolutely been like, "Hey, what's up?" Because there's nobody else back there that you, right, you right. Know, he would, you know. So, and I'm so against that. Just don't. Just especially when they're trying to, to when they're trying to move yeah. people like from yeah. place to their table. You know, I saw it with Sid Haig all the time. Rest in power. You know, he couldn't get like a minute to himself and he was super nice and he was yeah, always including, right. including people if they wanted to eat with them and shit. But man, I would sit at the bar with Nick and just like, he was trying to eat by himself one time. And you know, it's like no less than six or seven people that right. walk and see him and you know, that kind of thing. I, I'm just, uh, yeah, that's kind of rude. It's kind I'm of just rude. not for that, you know, yeah. just like, come on, man, you know, but I don't if know. You're we're not, we're that... not, we're not at that level of fame yet. No, no one's walking by the bar no, saying, no, 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 "Oh shit, Chris and John Wayne of Vital Social Issues and stuff." With Chris and John Wayne are in there, we should talk to them while they eat their grilled cheese. Well, you know, <laughs> it's gonna happen though. Oh, and baby, you know what? It's, in my, it's if, in my dream journal. But no, like it, the, like the people who do that, like like you know, go up to Sid Haig or somebody at like a con when they're like just trying to eat their dinner. You like you. You need, there's a way to go about it. Like for one thing, be like, can I buy you a drink? Like something like that. Like be be have some fucking class for Christ's sake. With that, well, you know, like yeah. offer them something. Them and like, like you know, like and if and like just be like, I don't mean to disturb you. If you want to be alone, it's fine. I just wanted to talk to you about whatever. And if they're cool with it, fine. But like you can tell, even if they're like being nice, be like, oh yeah, it's okay. You can tell. If they want to be there by themselves and just leave them the fuck alone, dude. Like you have all day to talk to them when they're working, you go, you stand in line, you talk to them and that's it. You know, like you don't need to be up on them when they're trying to eat a fucking salad, you know, have some or, fucking class for Christ's sake or toss a salad. You never know. You know, if they're doing that, you definitely shouldn't be there unless it's you. <laughs> <laughs> If Tom Savini's tossing your salad, which is pretty much his favorite thing to do in the whole world, oh, is to just eat guys' butts. We're going to get in like... such a flame war. <laughs> We're going to flame war with Savini. <laughs> Savini likes to eat guys' butts. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, man. Allegedly, Why are you allegedly. Into a problem? Allegedly. Prank caller. Prank caller. <laughs> I regret nothing. I know. I, I, I regret nothing either. Um, so. I think that I, I don't know. Maybe we need to try to land this plane. I was going to say we, you know, we <laughs> we talked we, about we. If we end on Tom Savini tonguing guys' hairy assholes, I think we have a hit show. I think we. <laughs> <laughs> if we've learned nothing else, I mean, that's how he got his role in your favorite movie from Dust Till Dawn. Is he just chewed Quentin Tarantino's ass and just like gnawed the fucking dingleberries out of his butt hair? That's how he got the role. Okay, I don't, you know, see, I was, I had you up until that. <laughs> I had That's you what happened. I, I read that, about it in Variety. Well, that being said, I think that we someone can... needs to chew Tarantino's dingleberries out. You know, like he's got them bad, dude. <laughs> all of that being said, I think we can all agree. God, I drank that you. vampire. That vampires <laughs> are way better than werewolves. Wrong. As noted by... Uh, you only my... say that because werewolves have worse dingleberries. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Try to wipe your ass as a, ba- as a, as a fucking a werewolf. werewolf. Vampires don't even a... have to wipe their it's ass. They be don't bad. shit, dude. They don't? You know. 
No, I'm sure they. No, don't. I guess it's just like a runny, like stream of blood diarrhea, because that's all they eat. That's so it's probably true. just like this burning hot Taco Bell diarrhea, like okay, that, that just comes out. That is not true, and it is not sexy. Uh, I didn't say it was sexy. sexy. I just they, think it's. Have I, you ever it's seen a vampire factor. taking a shit? Have you ever seen a werewolf taking one? No, they don't feature that in the movies, and then maybe they should. They, they should make for us. <laughs> maybe that's in the deleted scenes of. Uh, of um uh from dust till dawn you know like uh what's her name uh uh oh what's her name the chick what's her name the chick selma hayek selma hayek like there's this deleted scene where she's just out back just taking a big runny crimson dump see why know? why would you do that dude because <laughs> i'm a horrible man and it doesn't it doesn't it just doesn't make sense it doesn't. It so doesn't. we've just so, so anyway. That movie, and I apologize, Selma Hayek, and I apologize all all of Selma's fans. Uh, Asa- okay, so but for real, we can agree that there are many vampires reasons, take bloody dumps. There are many reasons to like or dislike vampires and werewolves for whatever you prefer. There's many reasons to like both of them equally. Well, no, I think we both do. We both like and both, don't we? We do exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, uh, confession, wrote a letter to myself uh, as a child, like future self, uh, by this time in your life. I hope you have turned into Teen Wolf. If not, you were a huge failure. <laughs> and I drew a picture with my matte pencils of Teen Wolf with these big, long, green nails. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm still trying to hold myself to it, you know? Well, good. Keep trying. You know. Keep trying. We're all rooting for you, John Wayne. Thanks, man. I'm always rooting for you. You know I'm always in your corner because I love you. I you're my you man. Too. You're you're my buddy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Watch Vampires Kiss, you idiot, and watch Ginger Snaps. I'm gonna watch it right now. Good. After I you hang will up. not be disappointed. If you are, I don't. I don't know why we're friends because it's a great movie and you should like it. I will. You should have liked the rabbit. No pressure, remake, though. Uh, you know, I, I don't should know like why. what. I should, should like have what? liked the rabbit remake too. Oh but God, Jesus. It's uh, you're very... the only person who li- who liked that. That was only person. All right, no. I'm uh, the Soska sisters are like this is garbage. Wow, <laughs> shots fired. Okay, uh, it's so bad. It's so bad, dude. God, I don't want to talk about it. it. All right, I liked it anyway. Uh, so any anyway, you can check us out uh in in jail uh or possibly in jail uh, with Ernest. With Ernest, uh, this show comes out every Thursday. So far, we're every Thursday, off. Thursday, Thursday, and uh, we're at kristenjohnwayne.com. We own that, mm-hmm. and uh, I am at johnwayneisdead.com and at johnwayneisdead. I'm at christophertriana.com, K R I S T O P H E R T R I A N A. I'm also available on Twitter at Coyote Chris, K O Y O T E K R I S, as well as Facebook under my name, uh, Instagram under my name, and whatever else the kids do. I'm probably there. Uh, don't forget that he's also available on Werewolves uh, Are Not Better Than Vampires at tumblr.christriana.com. <laughs> I, no, uh, actually, it's called, actually, it's Werewolves Have Bigger Dicks Than Vampires.com, which you know is true. We are the Tom Jones of monsters. <laughs> okay, let's tell the truth and shame the devil. You got the .edu of that one, all right? Because <laughs> the, well, I, don't, I don't get it. Be funnier. Be funnier. 
Dot.edu is what uh, colleges have after. Anyway, well, I'm going to go be funnier and uh, <laughs> work on that for the next show. Exactly. Uh, I'm not going to work on, on anything for the next show. <laughs> you know, like, because it didn't go well this time. Yeah. Look at all these notes <laughs> I took, dude. I totally smoked you. Totally smoked you, as usual. Well, at least we're uh, at least we're uh, nothing if not predictable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, is that a show? I think, I think so. that's a show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we're going to have mercy on you and not make this an, a, a huge marathon. It's already kind of long, isn't it? This Two episode. Two, yeah. Okay. Jeez. We, we did it again. We have a super long episode. Oops. But you know we what? It it's a free again. show, people. So, you know, you don't want to listen to two and a half hours. I don't blame you. But if you did, we love you. We thank you. Thanks so much to all of our subscribers. Over a thousand now. And check uh, out, and also on our YouTube channel, check, uh, subscribe to that. We're yeah, getting a lot of yeah. views, but not a lot of subscribers. And so uh, maybe we'll put up some extra kind of uh, outtake videos at times, and then you'll know as soon as we post them. That's so code, uh, we're looking into that. That's code for dick pics. Oh. He has, he has, uh, I mean, I have my giant hairy wolf dong, and he has his little microscopic uh, Twilight sparkly wiener. It's very uh, clean. It's clean. It's much cleaner than my big giant wolf dog, because <laughs> that thing gets so much tail. It's filthy. <laughs> okay, that's enough. That's enough. One more, one more blowjob. Just want to say one more time. <laughs> that's a well, show. Uh, yeah, that's a show. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Check us out. Much love. Goodbye. Bye.